None of the scenes in this program were staged. He loves Trump. He loves America. Q loves Trump. Q loves America. Q loves Jesus. Q loves uh, guns. Q loves getting fucking drunk. He loves wrestling. Q loves everything good about America and hates Muslims. And hardcore crazy conspiracy theories. A tape of this quality deserves to be played in the most sophisticated of systems. He does not. Yes. He's, he's he, he, Q does not like secular, James. You're going to go and you've committed a, a Q sin. You've Q sinned. <laughs> this is the first I've now, heard about it. You, will, you need to take communion. <laughs> oh, oh man, I do. <laughs> what's they? What's on the communion wafer? They 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 put like circumcision. They put. I think they like. Um, they put anti LSD on the communion wafer and. Whatever that is, you, you take it and you're fully into the Q universe after that. Budweiser. It's like uh, the goblet of the, the Budweiser, the urine of Christ. And the, uh, the body is like a, a Dorito. <laughs> or I guess they could just use regular plain old LSD on the old Q Munion wafer. But yeah, QAnon, yeah, QAnon, I think is pretty Christian, right? Because it's for the Trump crowd. Yeah. Uh, for the, well, for the truth yeah, yeah. Of the crowd. But I was, I was taking the face out of you, James, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Ford could bring out a special edition Q truck or something. <laughs> 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 get, just to get the corporates on board, you know. Just do you see American way, isn't it? You know, get a got monetize. Yeah, he's going to be going to be brought into the mainstream in some way or another eventually. Oh, Q9 is, is in the mainstream already. I mean, it is yeah. kind of, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, as far as cons- mainstream conspiracy stuff, it's. Well, I, thought not a... it, I thought you meant it, like he was in a sitcom or something. Roseanne talking about him. Well, that's close. Oh, right. She was in a sitcom in the 80s. She must be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> she was brilliant, really. But... Well, she got fired Alas. from her latest. Uh, they tried to reboot it and they fired her because she was off the rails or talking too much truth, one or the other. I don't know. She posted a bunch of threatening con- uh, conspiratard memes to <laughs> fucking Chelsea Clinton, to Chelsea Clinton about Valerie Jarrett, too. She called, uh, you know, the meme about uh, about Chelsea Clinton's husband is a fucking Rothschild or something like that. Or some, she posted the one about the Soros quote about how he was like the Nazi and he loved it, you know? She's like, oh, your, your uncle did this. How do you feel about that, Chelsea? You know, just... Oof. Crazy shit, you know. This is what these oh. people are. If you believe in the power structure, then those are powerful people to go fucking with, you know. So, so yeah, she's probably on board with QAnon. Oh, totally on board with it. She was retweeting yeah. the Q tweets. <laughs> Trust the plan. I heard someone on a podcast saying that um, <laughs> the QAnon <laughs> QAnon emerged right after the Vegas shooting, that event. And it was like within a few days of that happening that QAnon kind of came out on the internet. 
and sort of, I guess, distracted a lot of people maybe from Vegas. I, that was their theory, what they were saying. But I, I didn't realize that that was kind of the timeline of QAnon sort of came out right after that. Vegas. Was that October? That, uh, that was October 2016, right, right before the election. Is that right? Yeah, and it was then, in the run up to the election. And then Pizzagate is right on the heels of that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, so, it's all Q and Pizzagate are like inextricably linked. They're tied in together. Who in their right mind could get distracted from Vegas? I mean, you know, I just <laughs> uploaded a video today talking about the sheriff's body language. I mean, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> the, the people, they've got to stay on it, man. They want to get the truth out. You can't just be jumping from topic to topic, you know. We got to, we got to solve this. You got to solve Vegas. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're we're staying, we're staying on Vegas until this thing is solved. Until President Obama, we're just sitting on it until Obama comes out, reads the truth to the people, he just draws a line under it. You know. Oh yeah, we wear Minutemen outfits. Yeah. I don't think uh, QAnon doesn't get any traction in Europe, does it? Oh, I had barely heard of it, and yeah. no, I wouldn't have thought so. It's, 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 it's farcical. Europeans are not yeah. into this sort of shit. It's like in America. You know, in America, sex is something that people talk about on television shows. But in Europe, it's just something people do, you know. An awful lot of, you know, especially coming from the right, that sort of conspiracy theory is just kind of history here, more sort of left wing history, really. It was just something that was on the news for five minutes. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. It's another crazy right wing conspiracy theory. I, I don't even uh, think the term conspiracy even, theory is not even yeah. that. It's just something, you know. Plus, you know, we yeah, have, our, I, I, we have yeah. our own news, you know. In Europe, <laughs> do you really? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was, saying, I was gonna say. I remember <laughs> when I was like watching, uh, you know, when I was still like Zero Hedge era, you know, and it was like people from European journalists were like, uh, probably kind of somewhat mainstream, but over, when they talk over here, they sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist, right? So, yeah, I, I yeah. think more like the avant garde in the States sort of uh, holds British and European journalists above the US media because they think they're somehow more credible. Yeah, because they'll talk about, uh, you know, like uh, they still wear not, not afraid to criticize, <laughs> at least then, the perception was they weren't afraid to criticize like uh, corporations uh, and shit like that, you know. But over, over here, it's normal to criticize corporations. I mean, that's where you start, that's your starting point. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, oh, you get to that point. And the same with yeah. criticizing the establishment is normal. That's like, mm. that's the first thing you do. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. You know. yeah. But they still, you know, in England, they still like to march in the streets protesting Trump for some reason. Whenever the BBC tells them to. <laughs> right. The only reason is yeah, the BBC tells them to. That's it's, it. I was thinking, well, like, it would be like me if I organized a protest against Boris Johnson. Like, Americans against Boris Johnson. Like, who cares? No one would care. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. we, <laughs> we have that with all that Israeli-Palestinian shit, you know, here, where all these, like, our, you know, right-wing channels pump all this information. Like, what does that have to do with anybody? Like, as if, like, the, uh, the, con the conflict in Gaza is, like, 
just right at America's doorstep. What the yeah. fuck? You know, like uh, you're, you're uh, Paul Craig Roberts, these guys may act like it's the fucking biggest deal in the world. Uh, maybe oh, that's, what I, that's what I said the other day. I mean, this whole European crisis and everything. And so, oh, 30, 37% of the UK population managed to drag their ass out on a Sunday, you know, 400 yards down to the next school to vote. You know, so it doesn't seem to be that much of a crisis, does it? So the non-voters still won. They're still and half of them were homosexuals. <laughs> well, hey, come on. A third, maybe. Why do, you, why do you hate homosexuals, Russ? Oh, no, I don't at all. I, you know what I mean? I mean, I do need to address that. Maybe. My, my, uh, all my hateful speech about gay people, it's just as, as a dialectic because the, the percentage is so small. Well, this is, and this yet, is... yet, the, yet the blame they get is so severe. Like, the, <laughs> the, the whole right is like, the, you know, it's just the end of the world. So. Yeah, if you're Jewish and gay, you really fucked up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jewish Jew. Ah, they they get the best sex. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they're the hottest ticket in town, baby. You got an yeah. agenda all over. Yeah. No, this is anecdotal, right? But we had some friends for dinner the other day. So there was like seven of us for dinner, all from different European countries, in our thirties, forties, you know, age group. And bear in mind, this was like the day after the European elections. But not once the whole night did anyone even mention any kind of politics or anything. You know, yeah. it just didn't, it just wasn't a topic, not even sarcastically, like taking, mm-hmm. you know, it just didn't come up. I pity your people then, James. You're disenfranchised. Yeah. So just, no, but three of our friends are, this is what reminded me, three of them are gay, right? And, Nothing, no one brought up any, you know, like social topics or what do you call it, like uh, social justice shit or anything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, I was just sitting there like drumming the table. It's like, come on, who's got some, (laughs) I got nothing to talk about with you people. (laughs) (laughs) All the shit that these truth channels and that go on about, it's like, why isn't it happening? You know, why Why are they not trying to indoctrinate me to uh, adopt African babies or something? You know, it's just not happening. No, it isn't. That's it was just a total normal social evening with no, I don't know. Yeah. No enfranchisement. I mean, it makes you realize all this bullshit stuff yeah. that people talk about on the internet. It's just It just exists on the internet. It's like. And when yeah. the news is very needy, it's very needy, you know. It, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they're clamoring for ratings and, you know, and so. Yeah, to, to create their own drama. Yeah, like right. Their inbuilt drama. Like, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, Actually, Sim, Sim, are you from Florida? Uh, that's, that's none of your business. No, I'm, no from, I'm, from, I'm, I'm from Indiana originally, but I live oh, in Florida. Okay. Oh, yeah, because one of our friends, he's married to a guy from Florida, so just figured you probably knew him from the club. Oh, I might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Them club days. Yeah, well, they live in Paris now, so he's well out of your hair, don't worry. Mm. Oh, I think I know one what you're down. talking about. One down. It's all good. <laughs> one down. One down. I, I've got a list of homosexuals, known homosexuals yeah. I'd like to read at the end of the show, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For every one homosexual that leaves America, we will take seven Mexicans. <laughs> it's a fair trade deal, guys. Come on. 
this is the kind of trade deal I like. Well, this restrictive stuff. That's what I meant. I was thinking the other day in the end, it doesn't make any difference. They're both doing the same. They're left and the right. They're both, there's this restrictive thing going on that they're trying to push. You know, it doesn't matter where this, you know, the left green thing and the the kind of this moral sort of. Because they've all got hard edges. You know, they're all like, this is our stance. And the right don't want you to travel anywhere. They want to get all nationalistic and stay in your bubble and and and, and don't go anywhere and don't let other people in. Like, it's like they're all trying to kind of isolate us all in our little, you know, one way yeah. or the other. While telling us it's like one world and we're all the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the global village, but only online. You can't go anywhere and check out what it's really like, yeah? Yeah. It's a global village, but, you know, you must feel very guilty if you go on an aeroplane. To discover yeah. that that global village. Have you seen that movie, The Village, with M Night Shyamalan? No. Mm, oh Jesus! The monsters are the people. It's Jesus. Oh wait, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's a way yeah. of initiating the kids, right? So they become uh... homosexuals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> the agenda. <laughs> I feel like you're pushing an agenda now. Look, what happened in the 50s with the de rationalization of the Catholics <laughs> in, the, in the neighborhood. <laughs> in, in the, uh, <laughs> Catherine Austin Fitz talked about it. <laughs> Is it something to do with the coming off the gold standard? Is that why? Uh, well, Nixon, Nixon did that to us in the gold standard. Oh, window, but... Nixon. Fucking hell. <laughs> Come and back. there was, of course, that code, that movie code, and then that Jew movie showed the nudity, and, uh, and then de-rationalization and the breakup of the Catholic family. And... Well, the pawnbroker. Yeah, I think if that film had never aired in America, you'd be looking at a completely different landscape now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, wouldn't... There wouldn't have been the de-rationalization. Exactly. Exactly. That's my, my favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like that, don't you? De-rationalization. Poor Tim Kelly. And it's also, why do the, the, I mean, it's only in English that you have that, uh, um, the double meaning of race, you know, it's called race, like it's some sort of competition. It's a race to the bottom. Oh, I never thought about it like that. There's only one race. There's only one race. You guys ever think about how like you spell words, but words are like magic spells. You ever think about that? <laughs> to be honest, Russ, it's all I think about. <laughs> the reason I haven't have slept any? for seven years. We, <laughs> we, we found this seven. Tell me about it. Years. I found this great uh, paperback book on the uh, dollar sale at the local library, and it's by this guy called Jordan Maxwell, and he talks <laughs> okay. about the same thing. You ever heard of him? <laughs> he talking about Maxwell. How- like how words are like you spell words and it's like a magic spell man (laughs) yeah does he talk about how the sun is like the the winter when it goes down the winter and that's why jesus is born in the winter except it's in the southern hemisphere but that (laughs) shit doesn't matter somehow but like yeah dude (laughs) astro theology bro deal i think it's cool it's kind of lucky that jesus was born at christmas every year his birthday's on the same day every year exactly it just fits really nicely with that whole it's like the sync book yeah synchro mysticism 
It's in the Red Sea Scrolls. I mean, you know, it's all there. There's, there's still the unread Sea Scrolls to me. I haven't, I haven't read them yet. He's, he's actually got two birthdays because he was born again on Easter, right? Oh, he wasn't born again. He, he rose. That's not I guess that is different. Yeah. Yeah. I that's a different, that's different card section in the shop. You know, if you're buying, <laughs> when you're buying a rose again card, happy risen again. Um, yeah, that's a bit tricky, that risen again story, isn't it? Because then he just disappears. He ascends. He ascends. Well, no, he came not, out of not the for, bloody. Not for months, though. Not for 60, 60 days or something. Well, it's just been. It's the that's the holiday. It's just been over the weekend. On Sunday, yeah. Well, yeah. To here it's 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 four days. You know, it's like kind of the yeah. Thursday. Over here, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's called. It's, well, I told you that's that. It's called um, Christy Himmelfart. Yes, I believe this was mentioned. Yes. Yeah. If only someone could think of a joke based around that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, nothing. Nothing. Nothing's coming. <clears throat> Doing my part routine and Gaia ruined it. <laughs> well, um, well, he would just blame the Nazis anyway, so <laughs> he would have some wiki, li- li- wiki, what's it called? Wikipedia link to some SS general. General Stauffenfart. Yeah. Schleichfahrt. How this is the fart? guy who invented the ink they used for the money of the Federal Reserve. All oh, right, okay, yeah. I have got some tricks. Yes. I brought my tricks with me, and I take requests. Yeah, here's the. Yeah. This is the trick. Because I got this. This James knows it. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Can you say what you're going to say? I'll say something good. Well, there are things I could say, <clears throat> but of course, I have to disguise my voice because if I did. Uh, mention or talk about these things and the people that uh, that control this situation, then I, uh, I wouldn't be here very long. So uh, I have to disguise my voice, you understand? Scary as fuck, this thing. Huh? Rather alarming, yes. It really is, isn't it? You just talk normally, and it sounds like that. You can't. You say deracinated slowly. (laughs) Deracinated. You go (laughs) slowly. Deracinated. You got to be deracinated slowly. It's like boiling a frog. You know, you got to do it slowly. Can't do it all at once. No, people would wise up. Oh, that reminds me. um, that reminds me, James. You could be a secret space program whistleblower with that. Well, kind yeah, of voice. you don't hear them very much these days, do you? They used to be all over Project Camelot, didn't they? They used to be. Wasn't yeah, and there wasn't yeah. there a guy, someone X, or Commander X, or something? Commander X. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you could be Commander Z. Uh, we've got Commander <laughs> Z here live. With some uh, premium disclosure. Just wait for the second hour for our members, and you'll get all the. Um, juicy tidbits about the secret space program and his involvement with uh, mind control and time travel. And in our third tier of Patreon, you will be able to subscribe to a 17 DVD box set of the Disclosure. Yes. Coming soon. Coming soon. I can tell you what you have to do. You have to listen to ACI. 
There you go, plug. <laughs> Say elongated scalps. <laughs> elongated what? Scarves Skull. or scalps? Scalps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, but the, didn't you say that you found uh, your your team had to go back to uh, 1924 to the dig site where they were unearthing elongated skulls in the Grand Canyon, uh, Commander Z? Yes, elongated skulls. Very um, interesting. That's ne- fascinating. Nephilim confirmed. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Elongated skulls were found in the Grand Canyon in 1924. I have one now here in front of me on my desk to remind me of those days. And do you think that they are actually, did actually belong to the fallen angels? Well, there are many possibilities, but how did you know that, James? Uh, 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 I'm not supposed to know that, am I? I've jumped the shark. Not really. We are straying into dangerous territory. I'm not sure we're ready for that kind of disclosure. We might need Uh, to... uh, Quick, go to commercials. We might need to up our Patreon threshold for that one. (laughs) Yeah. Because the audience needs to show that they're ready. you got to bring them in slowly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We know what's good for you. <laughs> exactly. You can't just... I have the facts. I've got an L.A. Marzulli laser disc. It lays it all out. It's pretty good. Oh, God. I'm, going to, I'm glad he's gone because um, it is quite... quite um, uh, I have to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Sure. Uh, that's the only kind of effective voice morpher. It basically just kills everything. You can't hear anything, you know. It's just everybody. <coughs> Even an accent seems to... I don't think... Oh, I should try a few things like that as well. I'll do that in a minute. I've got to have a pause now from... you got one that turns you into a screaming liberal. I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't think so. Oh, yeah, James. I, I looked up that. You know, you posted that picture of the Greta Thornburg mural. Oh, yeah. So I looked up, because it said in the thing, legendary artist. I'd never heard of him. (laughs) He's just some, (laughs) like, donk. I don't know. He's not a legendary artist anyway. But I read the the thing about it, and it said uh, he was being all earnest, and he said, yeah, I painted it in water-based paints. Mm. Yeah, man. That's not very clever, is it, inside? Is that like environmentally friendly? Is that exactly? The yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, the next big rainstorm, it's going to start running off the wall. Then, oh no, they do. It, it should last a little while, but <laughs> if what it did does, Michelangelo use. Um. Oh Jesus! What's it called? Well, he used egg. Egg, yeah. Egg Why can't I use egg? If you come on, that lasted hundreds of years. There, isn't it? Yeah, I think, he, I think he used the blood of fallen angels, didn't he? Used Nephilim fat <laughs> mixed with yeah. Cleopatra's yeah, yeah, that was, uh, recipe for beetroot juice. He got yeah. a write-up. Um, that artist got a write-up in the Independent, I believe, for that. Oh, that, 
God, fucking independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, for those who don't know, which is most of you, there's a giant mural in my neighborhood of this Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old uh, genius um, warrior for climate justice, where somebody painted a three-story brick wall with uh, a mural of her and a polar bear swimming underwater and some Ooh. apocalyptic apocalyptic background visions and it's getting a lot of press attention over in the uk yeah well she's getting a lot of that style whole push for the... yeah wow his gallery prices are gonna skyrocket yeah right <laughs> the legendary artist yeah shame he's a straight white guy damn but mm, yeah that's anyway not, good, not a good look um also if you are interested in greta thornberg she is on the cover of wired magazine the latest issue yeah, with the yeah, banner the go, headline <clears throat> influencer if it's if it's i don't know in, i mean it should be yeah. usually they're linked often the languages germanic languages and tun in german is do and berg is is a mountain so she's greta do mountain yeah. well she has a book out there's a book really? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, well, got her got name a, on it. Isn't her father it, a director or something? The mother's an actress. And, oh, you know, God, I don't know. She's just a kid from, where's she from, like Norway or something? Yeah. Somewhere cold. Yeah. And she's slightly autistic, isn't she? She's obviously just a puppet. I mean, what's the point in even writing about her? It's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's anyone with common really sense would know that a child can't figure out how to like go to the un and make a speech by itself mm. it's like this is not logical is it you know it's the children's it's crusade fucking bizarre yeah that's um but it's, and, and the way that it's very creepy the way then you know politicians you know <coughs> quite high-ranking politicians get up and talk about this young girl as if she's a visiting she's perfect innocence and this perfect you know and we can all learn from this 14 year old girl you know or however old she is it's not true though is it children do not have wisdom you need old people for this kind of shit you need people who've been around the block to get your information well, you know, yeah. this whole on. like um twitter social media bullshit it's given young people the idea that just because they want something it's possible that that can happen immediately. You know, like, you're like, oh, yes, we say we want this. So everything has to change. Uh, they don't realize how fucking long it takes for culture to adjust to really basic ideas. I mean, take homosexuality is a good example. It's taken a 100 years, nearly, for that to become not an issue to be a homosexual in mainstream society. You know what I mean? It's taken a very, very long time. I mean, uh, so just trying to tell people you want something to change overnight just because you thought of it today. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. And also this ridiculous concept that children or young people should be deciding the way that society should be going. Mm. That, that, that's ridiculous because in 20 years' time, they're not going to be children anymore. So they're going to have to give up. 
that crusade of deciding because there's going to be some more children there. There's going to be a new generation. So every generation is going to want different things. And it's it's be this continual loop of ridiculous demands, you know. It's very Crowleyan, isn't it? The age of the child. Very bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like, I was going to say preposterous. It's kind of playing on the guilt that, you know, is being... Kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. That, you know, the older generations should be guilty by how bad we screwed up to allow all this to happen. It's like encouraging children to go on these ridiculous marches, you yeah. know, like marching against Trump or for the Take climate. A day off school and, yeah, yeah like make a banner just... and get involved, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's like, they don't fall Jesus for it. Christ, no, this is not what children should be doing. They shouldn't be aware of what's going on in politics or in the news or their business, you know. Well, my son and his mates don't buy it. Of course not. My kids don't buy it. They grew grew up in London. Like they don't understand the concept of race or like having a minority or anything like they're just completely blind to it because they, they grew up in London, it's like, and the idea that someone would be making an issue of it to them is fucking ridiculous. You know, like, what yeah. are you talking about? You know, yeah, absolutely bonkers. Yeah, they take the piss out of it all a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, sure. that's why this, this, this kind of, yeah. Fine, you know, like I said, most people aren't tuned into politics. Politics just one soap opera. I think more people watch Game of Thrones than watch politics. I hope so. Which apparently, Probably. I've never seen it, but apparently it's a program about politics. <laughs> yeah, see, it's a complete, not a soap opera, you know, at least it's an exciting one or it looks good. You know? I heard it's got some dragons in it. I don't know yeah, if that's a thing. A lot of flesh, I believe. I've never watched yeah. it either. No. Seen some glimpses of it. But, um, to the dragon. Yeah, it's like it's like politics without all the boring policy stuff. Just uh, yeah, yeah, without straight yeah. action and bloodshed. <coughs> yeah, nudity. <gasps> Good lord! <laughs> so it is just like politics. Yeah, I guess you know. Ultimately, it's it's less important that masses of people get on board with this these messages. It's just that it can be seen being put out there, so that when politicians, so you know, are are seen to be responding to these messages, that it looks like they're doing something. They're like responsive to a, a certain sect of the population. Fucking politicians. But really, I mean, the uh, whatever they don't you know, do anything, though, does it? I mean, whatever policies are, it's not like people out there in the streets yelling are are actually going to influence anything. I mean, I think we all know that. It's just no, it's business, farcical. isn't it? Just it's where it's just, it's where the money is. Like for the last 10, 15 years, the money, the free money, has been in security, right? You know, and um, it's been in security. And now all the free money from the governments is in green tech or whatever. And for the next 10 years, that's where all the free money is going to be. So (coughs) this is the issue. 
And, so, and somehow the message is like, well, government's not doing enough. But Exactly. So like, now the like, European governments are all competing. <laughs> like they, they're coming out like saying, oh, we're going to give five billion pounds to green innovation over the next five years. You know, and it's like, oh, that's where all the free money's going. Yeah, green innovation. Yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. Security is not an issue anymore. That's all done. You know. Yeah, and I guess if you have yeah. all this chaos, you know, marches and that, it justifies their, uh, it justifies the capital getting thrown into these uh, initiatives, you know. Well, it's better than putting it into an arms race. <laughs> yeah, that would but be I guess the arms point. race has probably gone pretty flat recently, hasn't it, I think? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the interesting thing, and it's like sometimes think, well, maybe this is just at least the lesser of, uh, you know this is maybe a better not quite as destructive i don't know another way of getting through whatever it is we sort of go seem to go oh, through i'm yeah you're right i'm definitely for that i'd rather they were spending money on building fucking windmills they're never going to use instead of giving it to boeing or whatever but you know what will happen is boeing will end up making fucking windmills and then we'll just be <laughs> just be the same thing <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same companies who end up making the loot. That's, that's only then that's when it changes, when the big companies yeah. decide. When the Rothschilds decide, no, we get out of oil, we'll get into green, then things start. But they've going. already done it. That's I the know, thing. They that's like the fact that ago. the protests and all, the fact that it's so public means that the people who are going to make money out of it, have, they're already doing that. They've already started. You know, if you're thinking today, Oh, I need to come up with a company that makes it. You're too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no, no, no. They're ahead. They're already ahead. Well, that's what I mean. Actually, that's you know, the answer. I mean, it's like this whole thing that the older generation fuck the younger generation. Not, not really strictly true. The whole green thing started in the sixties. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, come yeah. on, you know. And um, and like I said, there was the, re the 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 rivers were fucking foul when I first came here, and they're okay now, and they're fishing them again. I'm all for like the pollution getting cleaned up and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I'm but just it's not, not. It's not if it's going to get misused. I'm, and, I'm not and, you know, bothered about the weather changing. That, that's not. No, no I'm no, still no, trying no. to figure out how the sea level is going to rise, and a lot of the coast is going to be underwater, but then everything else is going to be desert. I can't quite work out how that is uh, like no, that juxtaposition. It's like, what? How does that work? You know, that's someone who's had a bad experience in Holland. Yeah, probably. Someone hates the Dutch there. We are going to, I'm going to sink you back. <laughs> when he went on a dodgy water slide in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. No. And even then, I, I think there's a. a, a Part of that kind of hubris to think that that we can, you know, how much influence we've got on these things, you know. And uh, but it's okay to look to see. I mean, there is definitely, you know, things move in and they can ruin, ruin, ruin the place, can't they? For sure. You know, we've got Gartsweiler here, not far away, and that is incredible. That is a, an open pit quarry here. And uh, I don't know how many square miles it is, but it's vast. And it's got these vast machines that kind of dig the, the stuff out and create a trench and, and, and sort it and, and, you know, all in one. Like hmm? something out of Star Wars, they're massive. Yeah? And then and, there's, and they've buried villages. There are villages they've gone over and everything there, the whole area. Yeah? 
gaping hole in that in the in the in the, the landscape. But what's it done? You know, all the houses it's built, all the you know, gotta have a gaping hole somewhere. But it's 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 amazing to go and stand there and look at it. And you think, Christ, someone had a vision. Huh? Someone had the vision to make that happen. Yeah, somebody just you know my, uh, but it is. But he had to engineer those machines. Yeah, human ingenuity, pretty good. Yeah, don't know, but you know, so many of these things, so many of these things, we can't. It's it's coming. Whatever you do, this the green thing is so big at the moment. It's like my god, it's going to be dominant for years. Yeah. Regardless of what anyone thinks about it. It's like, well, yeah, that's it. This is history. This, off it goes. Yeah, it's just the phase we're in. I mean, there's no point like trying to fight against it, just as there's no point in trying to fight for it. Exactly. Because it's going to happen, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Capital knows what it's doing. It's well ahead of the game. Yep. Well, I get a few voiceovers sometimes like that. Yeah. Well, you do, huh? What, yeah, bit of, uh, a recent... bit of enviro scaremongering. No, no, it wasn't. It was the opposite. It was uh, All right. various documentaries about people creating biotopes and uh, and uh, looking after some in Africa, some in Switzerland, and uh, and these guys and what they're doing with the, you know, the environment so down there the forest trying to keep it alive and things and interesting things as well good points there was one thing about this these guys saying yeah hey we're all for you know against poachers and uh, we're all for protecting the elephants and everything but the trouble is the elephants come in regularly and destroy our village <laughs> <laughs> yeah and now they're fucking protected we can't do anything to do you know there are these points as well, and they're talking about you know, you know the, the difficult you know the, how, how are you going to do it? You can't just sort of look at nature and ignore the people, because people are part of the nature as well. So you, you've got to all be part of the equation. So they seem to be thinking, you know, as much as I could see. And it was it was more a case of documentary, and you did you know the guy starts talking in Af in, in his African language or whatever language he's speaking, and then you do the English underneath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And some people love that, don't they? I mean, getting out in uh, 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 in hot places and doing stuff with their hands in forests. <laughs> Great film. Yeah. That's probably more satisfying than just going on the internet and being cynical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's healthy, isn't it? You get into the, get into the woods. <laughs> Does if you're out there somewhere where there's good, you know, the elements and no shit, and I mean, you're there for a while. I, I get the feeling I can soak it up and the sun there, you know, it's like recharging the batteries. Yeah, great. Get out into the trees and the and the sun, and I kind of like, I feel get I'm getting more energy every day from the sun. Yeah, for sure. You need yeah, that definitely. That whole kind of idea of. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I'm a mint. I've just got to take care of something. So, left on my own. Hopefully, uninstall media will edit this bit out. Meantime, please imagine some music. <laughs> Thank you.
Sorry about that. Are we, we're not still recording, are we? Are we still recording? Yes, we are. I'm oh, back. Shit. <laughs> we're just... Okay. That's okay. Through the magic of editing, this will all disappear. Oh, brilliant. No, I just said, you know, it's kind of a typical Monday night and everything happens. Yeah, I had to step away unexpectedly for a minute, so I uh, lost lost the plot. So did I. So did I. Poor old James is all on his own. Is he still there? James? Well, everyone disappeared, so I went to get a whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it happens. We just, yeah, suddenly suddenly we just disappear and then... Well, at least Matsy made an excuse. <laughs> well, I had an excuse. Oh dear, so my girl, my daughter's lost her boyfriend. And, uh... Oh, she, he hasn't got GPS, no. <laughs> anyway, my wife's the, the, being the, the ear and then couldn't do anything oh. else, and I kind of left everything standing because I thought she was taking care of it. It's Monday night. Oh God, yeah. That's a tough one. Yep, tough one. Yep. One of the cool things of being a parent. The good thing is all the years of experience of having that happen to yourself to be able to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so another evening of the Afternoon Commute Institute. Evening for us. And yes. well, so afternoon, I think... afternoon for us. Well, that's <laughs> true. I'm in the UK, so. Yeah. Yes. It's just underneath Scotland, isn't it, in the UK? <laughs> so yeah, some somewhere thereabouts. Yeah. Thereabouts. That we because apparently some people do listen to these recordings. So I guess we they should do. let we should let people know that they're who? not. <laughs> yeah, who I don't know if somebody does, but we should let them know that these are not like planned events. And this is true. We we the don't only plan we, is Monday night. That's yeah. The only so plan. we never actually know what we're going to talk about before, and we never even know who's going to turn up. And sometimes we actually forget to record, which is quite interesting. But yeah. if anyone is listening and wants to leave some sort of review or some feedback or something, that's perfectly fine. It would be quite interesting to... Yeah, archive.org does have that feature, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So it would be interesting, you know, if anyone we wants do, to... Actually, we do have a blog spot. I think it's a blog spot. Uh, we have some kind of blog. Is it WordPress? I have no know. idea. I don't know. Um, See, this is this is how adept I am at, at running a podcast. I don't even know what our blog site is. Uh, but Kelly, Kelito Brigante set it up and no doubt. With she the idea that you know it's another space where links can be posted and a place where people can check in. Yeah, or if anyone has uh, future subjects they would like us to cover or um, superstar guests we could get on, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Just leave us a comment. Let us know. Which we may, yeah, we gonna... may possibly have a guest in the near future, but that's still in the works, and I don't want to say who. I'll let it be a surprise. Uh, it, we will, can't... it will, it will be, be a, a surprise. surprise. Oh yeah, I guarantee it will that. Be a surprise. And it's not <laughs> Al Mazzuli, just so, just in case you're wondering. Although I am planning to get him on later in the year. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, he's the Nephilim guy. Who? Elon Gate, the Nephilim guy. 
The Nephilim? Which one? There's like a thousand Nephilim guys. He's the Don. He's like... Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he's he like, like Zachariah he's... Sitchin's protege or something? I don't know. He's like the Alex Jones of Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> that Even might be slightly misrepresenting uh, him, but... I thought that was Michael Tellinger. <laughs> oh, I don't know that guy. If Enki thinks he's going to get away with this. <laughs> Uh, A.L. Mazzuli? Uh, hang on. What's, no, I think it's A.R. A.R. See, that's uh, a new one for me. I don't even... I never heard Oh, my God. One. That is a fucking... Um, <laughs> uh, it's not even a rabbit hole. What's bigger than a rabbit? <laughs> a sinkhole. A badger. A black hole. It's a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you just type in Mazuli Nephilim on YouTube, and you should get about a million results. Oh, so big, huh? big. Oh, he's got a YouTube. Oh, he's only got 100,000 subscribers. It's not very many. L.A. Mazuli. Oh, it's double L. He's bound to, he's bound to come yeah. on. He's, he's busy. On. He posted last week something. This is all from memory because I, I haven't seen any of his things. But yeah, he's into the whole, you know, elongated skull business, all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's what you wanted me to say. I mean, Commander Z to say elongated skulls, <laughs> UFOs, <laughs> astrology. Now, elong the elongated skull race were the pre-Adamites, if I'm not mistaken. They I don't were... know the technical term. All I know mm. is fallen angels. Ah, uh, see, I'm sure there's conflicting. I'm sure there's conflicting views. Of course, there has to. Everyone's got to have their unique angle, haven't they? Otherwise. Oh, here we yeah. are. It's um. So the blog for this particular podcast is AC institute.blogspot.com for those who are interested and there's a comment section it's a blogger website uh blogspot so that's acinstitute.blogspot.com where the all the recent audios are posted and commenting is free and open to all comers careful 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 he's trying to sound like a normal podcaster why not? <laughs> okay, I'll edit that part out. <laughs> oh, and by the way, when we say institute, what we mean is a diaspora of internet strangers who <laughs> just get together <laughs> once a week to talk An about... institute in name only. <laughs> yeah, it's just really yeah, a bunch of internet strangers who get together to talk about stuff that their family and friends are probably not really that bothered about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is the, this is the truth of the matter in the end, isn't it? This is well, this is a hard truth institute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're all about the facts. <laughs> no conspiracy, just facts. <laughs> truth. X Files was a documentary series. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, like a statement. When when people ask me, 
are you a conspiracy theorist? I say, no, I'm a reality enthusiast. How about that? Ooh, I'm an esoteric completist. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but actually, no one's ever asked me that question. So no, no one's ever yeah, asked that's me. That's something that happens. <laughs> no one's ever even brought up the word conspiracy to me in real life. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I have yet to have to make any comment about it. Oh well. At One best, yeah, it's like people can relate to the idea of YouTube rabbit holes, but uh, beyond that, yeah, yeah, they call it the dark side of YouTube. <laughs> I like to think of them as YouTube anthills. <laughs> <laughs> it's more positive, you know. They just keep building up and up and up. Like, Termite mounds of truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Conspiracy beehives. <laughs> yeah, if you if you get too close, though, you might get bit, uh, <laughs> might get attacked by some get, fire ants. Have your skeptical gloves on and your truth visor. Yes, <laughs> regular meltdown, aren't they? Oh uh, dear. Yeah, I guess that could be like a some merch. We could have some PPEs, personal protective equipment for uh, you know truth hives. Exactly. Yeah, face shields and gloves. And... Some nine eleven cricket pads. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, yeah, uh, tinfoil hats, obviously, but that's already been done, so be a little more creative. But... Yeah, some mass shooting, washing up gloves. Just anything protective that's also quite useful domestically. Anything but seed packs. <laughs> Waiting for my J-Dyer seed pack. Hasn't arrived. Does J-Dyer sell seed packs? was making a humorous comment, Matty. Oh. <laughs> Alex does, doesn't he? <laughs> Who doesn't sell seed packs? That's the question. Um, I don't know. Neo from the Matrix. I sell seed packs. ECI. A million seeds. 60 years of pear trees in a bag. This is your only hope. For the future. Yeah. I'd buy Rothschild seed packs. That'd be <laughs> fucking awesome. Because they have the best vineyards. So they'd have the good shit. I think the hottest market right now is anything that protects against nanotech. Like uh brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of yeah, nano dust uh protection system. I want something that bridges the gap between nanotech and big data. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nano. And that just means small, doesn't it? Yes. No, it's very, 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 very small. Very, very small. So, so, so small, it's frightening. Yeah. Like implantable hearing aids, for example. And black think, goo. We can't forget about black goo. What's that? I've already forgotten, actually. <laughs> That's the thing with black goo. It makes you forget. That's right. See, Maddie, you've already you you've got it. You need a black goo removal system. 
need a black goo guru to fill us in. <laughs> it's a lucrative market, the whole black goo thing. Should we make some posts about it? It's like, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but I know I need to be protected. I think, yeah, definitely. And your whole family, not just, you know. Oh, yeah. And I need a five-year supply at minimum. Exactly. A sticker that says my other car is black goo resistant. <laughs> I'm making notes. I'm making notes. Are you? <laughs> no, not really. But that's because you're a musician. I think I should. That was my easy. U, my <laughs> UFO, my other car is a UFO that runs on black goo. <laughs> My other car was impounded at Area 54. <laughs> These are good. <laughs> Put those on the back of the car, they're great. Are you secretly doing like some stand-up show when you're not on here? Just stealing all our gags. And then... <laughs> Trying them out on your wife. Yeah, what do you think of this one, darling? <laughs> All right, guy goes into a black goo shop and he says, Three Jesuits, an Illuminati, and a Mason go into a bar, right? <laughs> go on. I don't know. I just, just All right, you're just setting it up, right? Okay, yeah, no, I don't know. There's a lot of Illuminati humorists. I'm still getting over my other car is a black goo protected UFO. <laughs> no, you got that. Okay, I'll let you run with that. Yeah, but that is the that's the next step. Yeah, you're right. Who goes into a bar and why? And what's so funny about it? They come out again. The only one that I ever kind of liked about that I always remember about those jokes are the, you know, the Englishman, the Irishman, and the Scotsman going to a bar, and the bartender says, "What is this? Some kind of joke?" Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, like right. the. Uh... Actually, Johnny Rotten called his um, biography No Dogs, No Irish, No Blacks, didn't he? Did he? Cause, yeah, because that used to be a sign on pubs in England, didn't it? Yeah. So, young people, that's how much the world has changed. Yeah. Yeah, you can take dogs into pubs now. <laughs> yeah, and you can be Irish. Yeah. The Irish you can take an Irish dog into a pub. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's what yeah. you call. That's yeah. freedom. You see, that's the opposite to restriction. That's no kind of. That's what we want. Whatever side of the political divide it's on. Yeah. Uh, on a serious note, though, I mean, what is the central node of our, you know, epistemological web here? You know, what are we really trying to get at? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Let's brainstorm. Let's have a brainstorming <laughs> session. Yeah. No, fuck it. Let's talk about uh, a Hollywood blockbuster, what it actually means, <laughs> how it's brainwashing people. <laughs> yeah. 
How do we navigate the post-truth environment in the digital age where meta-conspiracy is um, uh, folding back on itself in a quantum leap sort of uh, agenda, uh, merging timelines? Oh, man, we're in, we're in a neoliberal mind prison of our own making. Yeah. <laughs> I think neoliberalism was kind of finished. Now we're into what I like to call nihiliberalism because <laughs> they, they've gone into this kind of nihilist state now where of the self, yeah. you know. I want this to happen, you know, what's good for me. You know, it's very strange. Dogmatic generalizations about how society should be run. But nobody really knows how society should be run, does it? It's just how people behave. That's what society is. It's not something you can, like, <coughs> run from the top down, is it? No, I mean, anybody who's kind of, you ever had anything to do with any kind of large organisation, you know what I mean, or company or something, you know what a kind of mess they are. Yeah, full of egos and there's all sorts of shit going on and jostling for position and little clicks and you know. Even that happens like socially. Even if you're like in a band or a five-a-side yeah. team or yeah. just like, ugh, yeah. Humans are just naturally competitive, right? And yeah. egotistical. That's what makes us fucking genius. I mean, that's why you get art and music and philosophy and concept because people are individuals and they are egotistical and you know they have to have that elastic they have to have that space to be able to find those things whereas if you're working under a framework of total governance you there's no room for that is there no. you know if everything's rules and regulations it's no, and I don't think, and it doesn't work. Then the whole thing no. breaks down because so much runs on, on the grey area in between everything. On the, you know, um, the way human beings react as I don't know the way we we're a complex system, aren't we? Somehow, yeah, <coughs> so yeah. We yeah. find solutions that that you know nobody's thought of before. So sort of things if we're you know, yeah, like there's a big um, there's a big movement in. Um, analog music right now so there's all these people of you know rediscovering they're all using like four track recorders and yeah like miking up just like boxes and things and making instruments out of things that are not supposed to be instruments and there's, there's one guy who gets old telephones you know the sort that you would hold up to your ear and then he cuts them in half and he converts them into microphones yeah and then, so you can yes. run that through an effects pedal, and they have a kill switch on them, so you can use them as a mic to sing into, or yeah. you can just use it as a mic to like mic something up. Yeah, and there's these guys nice doing all these um, tape loop things, so like they're going to like junk stores and flea markets and buying Sony Walkmans for a couple of bucks each. So they'll get like three Sony Walkmans, and they'll make tape loops. And have three separate tape loops playing, and they'll have that running through an effects box or into a mixer, and then make a track out of that. It's like you know, 
and there's a real like the whole record industry has taken off again. So now there's like just tons to and tons of records coming out. Huh? <laughs> I used to do this in the eighties. I've still got loop the loops tape. I've got, you know, tapes, cassette tapes, loops. Yeah, I've just uh, been finding all seconds, these guys just like they're on social media, you know, because they all post like how to videos and like huh. you know, they'll take a speak and spell and then like Re yeah. <laughs> rewire it, speaking straight, yeah, and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. really funny. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. It seems like you know, despite all the corporate trends that are foisted upon us through the consumer markets, people just have a a yearning for things more authentic, more visceral, and real. Also, what that requires then is it requires performance. Uh huh. Because yeah. as well as doing it at home making this shit people are actually taking it out into the public space and doing gigs and like it's yeah it's physical and it's like gets people together and it's yeah and it's kind of a big f you to the whole street music streaming service which obviously nobody's happy about music streaming that's just totally killed the music hasn't it the streaming mm -hmm. service and it, it, it it's not just that it's killed music it's like on a sort of bigger it's killed the timeline of music so when we were listening to music in the you know 80s 70s 80s 90s there was logical progression in music you know you still had a narrative you could sort of yeah, you understood where so like if you played like a drum and bass track from like 1993 if you took that record back to a hip-hop club in 1988 which is only five years before and played it people would freak out and be like what the fuck is this crazy yeah, yeah. like they wouldn't want to hear it i mean like this is like ah oh, it's playing at the wrong speed it's like even though it's using exactly the same drum samples exactly yeah. the same bass sample and maybe a vocal sample but the progression of just that four years in music was so extreme mm. that people wouldn't have recognized it right like just five years before there. yeah but if you took any record from the last 10 years since like social media and internet and then took it back five years or even 10 years people wouldn't know it was from the future like we we've sort of lost that now everything's retro mm, you know mm -hmm. you know crap that's popular like i don't know adele or it's just completely timeless it's got no sort of connection to any timeline like it could have come out any you know right could just be from anywhere yeah it's really hey, interesting weird. it's really interesting with music cuz uh like <coughs> we've reached sort of this technological threshold where the, the capabilities of, you know, sounds that are able to be produced have kind of reached a peak. And so it's, it's now like, where, where does it go from there? It's kind of a lot of people just reorganizing already existing concepts and structures yeah. and sounds. And but also music, yeah, they used to, used to sound I, futuristic. Right, right. You know, like when Craftwork right. came out. Or Giorgio yeah. Moroder, people were like, what a, the hell? It sounds like it's from another place. Right. 
And now it's oh. kind of like the culmination of that future of, well, this is where yeah. that technology gets us. And, and at the same time, you know, a lot of electronic producers have um, re always rejected uh, the point and click method of making music and they prefer the old analog hardware because it's you have more of an interaction with the machine and you know it's kind of it feels more like you're making music instead of just arranging bits on a screen yeah, and that, yeah. pointing and clicking and then telling it exactly when something goes in and out instead uh -huh. of actually riding a desk to do a mix and like yeah, yeah. feeling it as it's happening you know and, yeah it's kind uh, of know. it's very interesting like where music is going to go in the next 10 years cuz yeah, it seems well, like people are reverting back to old, old technology. Been, um, just, there's know. been a few new genres, but they've been very kind of like the whole noise core thing, and but they're kind of retro in a way. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, they don't sound like progression because they're not musical. They're the very like fatalist. It's kind of like electronic grunge, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine I imagine it's going to be like something with, you know, because in the direction of like less drums and beats, because all the beats, I, yeah, have, yeah. All the beats yeah. have been done. Like drum beats, you know, everyone knows every beat, essentially. There's very, yeah. you know, there's variations on a theme, of course, but, you know, it's it's kind of more interesting what other kind of percussive elements you can come up with that are not just drums or samples. Um, so yeah, that could be, that's like another avenue I think people are getting into. Cause it's like, once you lay a beat on, oh, you're locked into a genre, oh, it's hip hop, it's dubstep or whatever. Yeah. But even that isn't true, is it? Because, because of the streaming industry has become the pop industry and it completely co-opted urban hip hop sound to become pop. So you yeah. hear something yeah, that, that like yeah, that it, it's, it sounds like it's supposed to be a hip hop record, but it's like some Justin Bieber or something. Yeah, that's you know kind I mean? of the thing yeah. with this this so new weird. tune, that, uh, this new tune called like Old Country Road or something by this hip hop country guy. That's like this big crossover hit or whatever. Where really merging like that new kind of hip hop and you know, new country music or that uh, seems to be kind of a, yeah. So genres are like bleeding into each other and it's just yeah. kind of, yeah, it's like this cultural mashup kind of environment where nothing is sacred or not, you know, it's, which isn't a bad thing if it generates something good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's it's very like a postmodern kind of approach to music in a way, which, I mean, if people... Ooh, postmodern. Yeah, I think it's always Ooh. been like that. It's always been like that, hasn't it? Yeah. That, I mean, even right back, you know, I mean, even the blues has got something to do with where the guitar come from. It didn't come from Africa, but where the drum come from, you know. So, uh -huh. and, who, and so this melding there, even there of cultures, you know. Oh, yeah, and beat music. There's a whole dive, you know, Africa comes and we get beat music, like. Uh, but you're talking about if you're talking about the history of American music, you're talking about the Delta, right? I mean, yeah. that's the fucking core, and the only reason 
that is like that is because people were brought over from other countries and yeah. put there to work. <laughs> so you could say that's a very positive uh, aspect of something that was inherently negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. The spirit of the people, man. Exactly. Because that's the one thing you can bring with you. You know, when you have all your possessions taken and your family and your home, you still have your voice and you still have your rhythms and your memories. That's like one thing you can't yeah. take away from somebody, you know. Yeah. 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 So, what, yeah, what, what are we doing here? We're just, I guess we're just sort of what, if I were to sound like I was doing a TED talk, we're navigating a landscape. Oh yeah, man. Unknown. I think, I think to, you know, to a degree, we, we're we're like uh, we, GPS free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're we'll just we come out the other side. We come out the other side of all this, you know, all this stuff, right? That uh, we're talking about people who listen to us. The one person we do know who listens to us is is, is our friend Quo. Yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah, but you know, he's he's questioning our reality, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah. what is our reality? He's making exactly. us look at that, so, you know. Well, some of some of his points are pretty valid. Some of his points, you can say, well, yeah, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, he thinks we're very sarcastic. We are very sarcastic. Why are it's we? Sar- why are we so sarcastic? There's a good question to ask. Because life is hard. I've been I've been sarcastic <laughs> since I was about 11 years old. It has oh. nothing to do with my involvement in this realm. It's just natural. Uh, I was sarcastic in the <laughs> womb, so. <laughs> That's yeah, my excuse. Yeah, yeah. I have a sarcastic soul. Exactly, man. I was born. I was born under a sarcastic star. What can I say? I'm just oscillating off that positive energy. It's like I think comedy or humor is like, admittedly, making fun of something is a sort of form of defense, and it's very simple. It's yeah. very easy to make fun of something like straight yeah. off the bat. And that's, I think it's actually got a normal response. It's a lot harder to make a positive deconstruction of something as to why it resonates with you. Yeah. And yeah it's more work. Yeah. Jesus. That's too. what philosophers do. You know, mm-hmm. and we're not philosophers. You know, <laughs> this is not like uh, some sort of philosophic journey of like hey we're going to give you the answers you know we're just right, yeah. you know we're, we're just, just discussing certain... whatever you know it's like but there's also truth in humor sometimes so yes indeed yeah you know. like it's it's easy for me to you know take the piss out of the new age culture and ufological studies and that sort of crowd because it's something i'm familiar with and you know, I, I used to sort of be into it. Like I thought I was getting something out of those explorations, those studies of pe- pe- different people's work. And I see why people turn to those venues, those speakers, because it is, you know, it feels kind of empowering. A lot of these people have a feel good sort of message. And, you know, that is a positive aspect to it where people are feeling, you know, down and out. They're like wondering, confused, what the fuck's going on, looking for answers and you find some, you know, new age bullshit peddler who's telling you that 
yeah, it's all love and light and it's all part of the plan or whatever. And people take some solace in that. And, you know, maybe, you know, there's not inherently anything wrong with that feeling because, you know, it's, it's people seeking some kind of relief essentially. And, and people, you know, who peddle bullshit know that very well. And that's kind of what they market, you know, make their money on is selling that sort of relief. And so on the other side of the coin, you know, it's easy to take the piss Grief. out of them and yeah. to to point out where they're just talking shit. And, <laughs> you know, so. And same, you know, same, same with the truther realm as well. It's, sort of uh, okay, it's just as easy to sell fear, isn't it? Exactly. Destruction. Right. Yeah. Because also, also in that you think you're getting a leg up on everyone else. Like you think you're getting to the yeah. core core of what's really going the on inside like baseball the, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like that but what i always talk about that little dopamine hit of discovery where you think oh yeah you know connecting dots it's a very um it's sort of you get in question I, I, I wouldn't call it dots to connect i wouldn't call yeah, it ecstatic but you know it's <laughs> it is a thing it, you know <laughs> Well, this is what uh, questioning our reality. That's what he misses, I think, the revelations that he uh, had when he was listening to hoaxbusters, listening to Chris and all these things. And we're like kind of the after party, aren't we? I mean, there have been a lot of revelations, you know, but, uh, you know, after a while we were, we were saying earlier that the revelations, well, we know the revelations. So how and what are we dealing with? How do we deal with that? You know? Well, yeah, and also, the, or, or the other, well, do we need to deal with them? Do we need exactly? Like, yeah, we don't need to deal with them, do we? It's not it, our problem, you know. That's, yeah, that's where we separate ourselves from other sort of sort of internet warriors. I suppose we're not <laughs> not warriors. We're not warriors. <laughs> I worry all the time, Mario. I worry you. I worry you. Well, and warriors. Also, it comes down to like how do you integrate all these explorations and discoveries into your personal life offline because you know all this as we said all this stuff is happening online which in most cases doesn't relate to our day-to-day -day life and the people in our day-to-day -day life mm. and so no because i you know i went down the sort of truthy rabbit hole for a bit about five six years ago and after a while you just think why do i need to know this information you know mm. I don't give a fuck about the Federal Reserve, or <laughs> I don't care what like that. Some people have some meetings somewhere, and it's like, yeah, they're business people. Of course, they have meetings. It's like it's I don't. I just it just doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? I don't think it's some great blight on humanity, and that there's people trying to kill us. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've never Do been you know afraid I mean? of the New World Order, you know what I mean? Oh, no, I always really thought afraid, the NWO thing. Yeah, or, the, or even globalism. It's never been oh, scary God. for me. It's globalism. Like, is that going to, what's gonna, yeah. globalism going to do to me exactly? <laughs> I don't know what oh, it is. Globalism is just the, it's like the, it's like the capital word for universal. Because you you know you have this expression like ah oh, universal human rights or universal concepts or whatever, but if you capitalize those, then that becomes globalism, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's all it is. I mean, it's, it's very and it's primarily like an economic movement. So that's what I mean by capital. Yeah, the conglomerating industry and you know distribution systems. Yeah. But if they came out and said 
global human rights, that would sound a bit um uh, controlly, you know. Right. So they they use the word universal because it sounds more you know, people can deal with that a bit better. Oh yeah, universal. You know. Universal capital. That doesn't sound so scary, does it? Global capital. Scary. I thought it was, you know, being brought up in the sixties. I thought that's you know, sure. You watch all the science fiction at the time, you thought that's what was gonna happen. That's necessary. I mean, you know, globalism has been is as old as the world. It's I mean there was there was there was <laughs> no but there was globalism first, you know. The, yeah, the library of Alexander was a global hub, you know. It was the link mm. between the Arab world and the Mediterranean. It was like the trading and internationalism has been around since day one. It's not like it's some secret thing that crept up on us because Ronald Reagan was a president. You know what I mean? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think that's what you know people mean when they say, well, the new world order is not new. It's just always been the way things are, basically. Yeah. It's like if people see an ocean, they want to know what's on the other side. Let's build a boat. Exactly. That's how human nature works. They had that with tribes, didn't they? There was some tribe who lived in a rainforest or something. And one day they saw a plane go over. Oh, yeah. And they'd never seen one before, obviously. And then they built a model of it out of sticks and leaves and shit. Just because they wanted to remember it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they... they Somebody found this plain replica they'd built out of sticks and leaves. I mean, it's just human nature, isn't it? It's like, wow, what's that? They're just trying to understand it. So they had to build one for themselves. <laughs> yeah, so. So so what are we doing then? So to sum up. <laughs> building uh, internet out of sticks and leaves. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to start recording these calls on uh, soup cans and string just to, you know, and, um, throw a like spanner in the world. On a thrift store, Tascam four tracks. Right. On, on landlines, we'll start, you know, mixing landlines onto reel-to-reel tape. Landlines, so hot right now. Yeah, I heard they're making a comeback. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, black and white cell phones. The old patchboard conference call. Yeah. Party line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think also we're just kind of analyzing, you know, the mechanisms of influence that we see in the media. Well, of course, it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of trying, trying not to see the media. You can't help seeing the media. It's just there, isn't it? Somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, once you know how to read it though it doesn't really bother you does it well yeah once once you understand that you know fear and anxiety yeah yeah it's like fear and anxiety is the prime motivator for any given news broadcast or you know political speech really it's a same same goes for alex jones and a lot of truthers you know they're playing on the same mechanism of fear and anxiety still around i guess he's still going isn't he 
I guess so. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Is he? Yeah, we're very uninformed, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard that he's dead, so I have to assume he's still. <laughs> <laughs> or he's he's transitioned out of his Alex Jones character into somebody else, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, 30 years from now, he'll still be Bill Hicks, of course, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Isn't married a Rothschild? <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I always love that. Uh, you ever seen that that particular um, weird time travel conspiracy where people take old photographs from like the 1920s and they say, oh, this guy looks a lot like Johnny Depp or, you know, Robert De Niro. And they're like, um, oh, this, you know, sort of wow. giving you the idea that, you know, some of these people don't age or they're just like whatever vampires. I don't know. Time travelers. <laughs> yeah, they're Compton. Saint Germain. That's a good one. That's I like that conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just photo Johnny Depp back into the old time photo, Photoshop him in and then he's right. Yeah. With deep fake. Now you could just, you know, forget Photoshop. It's like, you could do anything you could. Yeah, that's true. Technology. You can really fuck around with that stuff, can't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, that's mainstream now. They've got all sorts of programs about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the deepfake thing is really interesting, too, because it makes you wonder, like, oh, well, this could easily be used in a news broadcast, right, to yeah. you know, fabricate a witness or even just the newsreader could be some kind of deepfake person. But you know, robot. Do, I, do I believe that's happening? Not necessarily, but, you know, it's a possibility. <laughs> Yeah, but you still need humans to write the scripts. Yep. You know, At the whole point, automation yes. thing and robots, like... Yeah, thing maybe. is, with robots, they don't add value, do they? So you can have, like, a fully... Like, you make a robot and you sell it, like, in a car plant. They're, robots are like cars. Like, their only value is the first time they're sold. And then they require massive amounts of maintenance. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then also, if you have a factory full of robots, you, you don't have, um, you still need cleaners and whatnot, but you don't have a society outside of the factory that generates wealth because the robots yeah, don't yeah. go and spend their wages in the local shops <laughs> and they don't need housing. And, you know, it's, it just seems highly unlikely that that's. The way oh, that the, can't work, can it? Over there? That can't work. Well, I think robot revolution is here. Uh, I think <laughs> I think there is going to be a bit of a um, industrial sort of manufacturing revolution, but it's going to be based on the sort of green agenda. So I think you're going to see in Europe like new manufacturing, but it's going to be for products that people don't want to buy from China anymore. And the sort of more sustainable, and you know, mm. don't know. I think so. I think there will be some sort of move in that direction. But the jobs are going to be yeah, low like wages. Three D you know? printing and yeah, yeah. I think just people are like, oh, we don't want to buy this plastic thing from China anymore. Can't we have one that's handmade in Europe? I mean, it's outrageous that you can't buy a European cell phone, isn't it? 
Hmm. Just that doesn't make any sense. What's up, guys? I've returned. Hey, hey, hey finally. Hello, Yo, Robo. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Special guest. That's uh, the devil. Fear. We invited fear on. Come on, is it? He's coming. He's our resident. Yeah, he's a whistleblower. Do you have any questions for our whistleblower? Yeah, he's um he's a Facebook whistleblower. Oh okay. Um, Apparently, it's taking all our data. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's giving you the data and selling it to third parties that they that they also own. Yeah, yeah that they, they own. own. They are the third party that they just buy it off They're, themselves, and then we, we make put their the, stock prices go up. Yeah, stock like that matters. We, yeah, um, we put the. They don't take our data. We put it into the machine freely, <laughs> and then they, uh, yeah, then they distribute it to their tentacles. You know, then what's done with it from there is uh, all man. Do, do you know what? I, you know, I think they're going to do social media and YouTube and all Mind that. Control people with it? Like, no, no, I think they're going to make it pay as you go. Yeah, I could see that happening with some. I thought Elon yeah. Musk had fired up all some some all these rock all these uh, satellites so that he, for the free internet. What does uh, pay as you go mean? Social media? What do you mean? Like so. It's like Netflix, like yeah, like Netflix. For... It's like pay as you go. Even like to use Amazon or to use uh, Chrome. Yeah. Oh, you think so? It's like pay as you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the it's the only way they get... can monetize it because advertising thing well, doesn't work. That's not the point. I mean, the point of it, they get money from the government to make it. You know, they don't make any income, so they get subsidized, and somehow they make zero profit. Twitter does. Somehow their CEO gets paid a, you know hundreds of millions of dollars, and their company's worth two billion dollars. Yeah, so I really make not... nothing. I read an article this week with, uh, it was from a conference with the head, what's his name, Jack Dorsey, I don't know. It was basically all the top guys from social media. And it was really funny because they were saying, oh, if we were starting from scratch, we wouldn't have the like function and we wouldn't no, have the players. number. Yeah, I know, exactly. And they're saying they're going to, they want to take away like all the number counts. So you can't uh -huh. See how many followers. Oh, yeah. And they want to take away the likes so that people can't get depressed. They grind they've only got two likes and someone else has got a million. You know, like they want to make it kind of like even playing field. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, that's like a, it's a barrier to participation. Yes, it is. And exactly. People, yeah. People are less likely to post something because they'll be more hung up that people won't like it. Right. Yeah. But they've already more. admitted that they're fucking around with people's numbers. Like on Instagram, for example. One of these everybody. Well, I get like five, let's say I get five to 10 new followers every day, yeah, for the last two years. And my number of followers has not gone up in two years, even though I get that amount of followers a day. It doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> You're got like robots like joining, like uh, following. Yeah, they're real people. Well, you have that too. But... And they, they said also on YouTube, they lie about the follower numbers. Like they round them up. Yeah, of course. So mm. f when people are starting their channels, they round up their follower numbers early to encourage them to make more videos. <laughs> 
This is, I think, the whole. This is the social. Um, what do they call it? The the fake uh, social credit system hoax of China is really yeah. in America. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, China too, but this yeah. is just so it's uh, you're being. Yeah, I mean, it's just being directed that way. Like you get the, the, the um, like I think they get. I think strikes and stuff like that also might come from some, like, bizarre as it may be, or or definitely in the future. I think the reason um, they um, I, what what what. Sorry, I'm on I think the reason they ban people from platforms is just because they're not advertiser friendly, really. I think it's because they won't straighten up, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you, yeah. if you looked at, like, those strikes as, like, if you look at it more like a theater, right, and the strike is, like, the director, you know, saying, James, you got to, you know, your, your content, you're kind of, plat- the algorithm says you're plateauing here. You know, you're, you're stuck yeah. on fucking um, satanic pedophile abuse. We really need, you know. But yeah. it's not with such clear direction that maybe like uh, the nudging that they so like to talk about. Uh, nudging, so, yes. yeah, yeah. You're, like by punishment, because it seems like the uh, in America, at least the belief is that through cruelty comes goodness. So by punishing you, you know, like with strikes or threats of punitive measures, you're going to somehow know to change your approach. You know what I mean? You're going to be in, inspired by libertarian ideals. And you're going to yeah. branch out and try to do something. Dumb. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it can't be hard. And, I, in fact, I know it isn't hard to, like, game, to, um, game theory the numbers and say that you've made X amount of videos at X, you know, and break them all down through their content, what their subjects are, how many clicks they get, all that shit. You can project into the future with predictive model exactly what, or maybe not exactly, but what the trend will be for you going forward, you yeah. know, if yeah. you're still on it. So. How much resource, if you're, if you're, if you're the kind of uh, agent that can trend upward with a few adjustments, then maybe they're willing to, you know, the algorithm can push those um, those adjustments kind of your way, and then, you know, that otherwise, or if you're not, then maybe they'll just lock you out, and say, you know, whatever, shadow ban and all that kind of crap. Yeah. Shadow ban. That sounds nice and conspiracy, doesn't it? Shadow ban. Shadow ban. Shadow ban. Are my are my uh, yes uh, conspiracy bot? Are my are my comments being shadow banned from that vaccine um, distributor <laughs> website that I like to terrorize in the comment section? <laughs> Naturally, Russell. Naturally. I knew it. I knew it. Everything. Everything is foreshadowed. Well, luckily, I've been vaccinated against negative comments, so I don't <laughs> read them. I can't read them. Get this negativity away from me. Only positive things. And my fucking Instagram, it said I was following 400 people, which sounded ridiculous. Like, there's, there's no way I would follow that many people. So I went through and I deleted 150 and when I refreshed my page, it told me I was following 450. It put the number up, even though I deleted it. <laughs> <That'll teach you. laughs> Motherfucker. But it doesn't let you scroll down to see all the people. No, no. Like, well, it's not, you know, you know it's, not, it's not about like, what? Yeah. This is ridiculous. The more people you delete, the more they add on. <laughs> that is weird, yeah. Oh, really? Come on.
Apparently, on the optics, only 10% of your followers actually see what you post. So that's great, isn't it? It's really worthwhile if you're a business, isn't it? Yep. Business. Business. Where the product is you. We are the product. We are the communist dream. We are the actual means of production ourselves. There you go. Everything is commodified. Exactly. Who knew America was communist? Well, I mean, I voted for, don't blame me, I voted for Karl Marx. (laughs) He'd probably win if he ran now. Yeah, right. They really wouldn't even get the you wouldn't even get the Democratic nomination. They wouldn't even give it to Bernie. Him and Che Guevara on a double ticket. Marx and Che, twenty twenty. Yeah, better. He's an insightful fellow, though. You know, Karl Marx, smart guy. Was in a way. I mean, he was quite good at writing about money. He got some things right. Sure. He said all this. All this uh, obsession with. Uh, Commodities in the is gonna you know in the and help Tim Kelly the atomization of a human yeah. is gonna freaking lead to this. It's inevitable. Uh, with you know if you have no checks in place, where else would it be? Where else can it go? So, yeah. yeah. So everything, sir. Everything where would, the system. Where would checks come from? Well, Marx thought it would take care of itself though, eventually, wouldn't it? Because everything serves it. It will. Like it has to. Because uh, the thing that's a the 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 thing that's pro the system serves the system. The thing that's opposite is that the system serves the system. Because it can all be gamified and and uh, monetized. Yeah. 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 So Every we're bored and amused. That's right. The dream. The dream is oh yeah. The uh. Our children's children will live in a world, Mr. Beale. Think of it, Mr. Beale. Every boredom amused. Every, every anxiety <laughs> pacified. Yeah. All men working for one common profit. There is no America. Yeah. Well, America did ask for the world's poor and huddled and Whatever, you know, congratulations. You know. It's an amazing experiment, America. Europeans did very very well with that one. (laughs) Classless society. That will never happen. Well, no, I mean, it's the, the society where people believe that there's no such thing as class. Right? Is what I mean. You know, we've been conditioned class by is all media, is, so much power. Class is all there is. Yeah, I often think that's a much more, uh, uh, what should we say, significant. God, for sure. Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, you know what's a number one predictor of if you're going to be uh, uh, elite? If your parents are. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. 
It isn't how much social justice you do. Yeah, that's the, this is an old joke, isn't there? It's like, you know, I can tell you if you're middle class or not, you know. So, for instance, you know your mom? No, my mom, yeah. Yeah, see, you're middle class. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like Churchill was like, uh, you know, wrote, wrote, you know, longingly for his, his wet nurse or whatever. His biography. Yeah, yeah. That's true. The upper class don't know their parents either. That's true. <laughs> Peter Hitchens was saying that. He was saying that um, because him and his brother, like their father was like a Navy admiral, you know, and they went to prep school and then they went to Oxford and Cambridge. And, and he said, but the problem is they were doing that in the, in the 50s and the 60s, you know, in the post-war era. So he said him and his brother, his generation, they were bred for a society that didn't exist anymore because yeah. that, that, that mentality was like a pre-war mentality, you know. Yeah. So by the time him and his brother came out of university, it's like, it's like, well, what the fuck do we do? You know, they didn't have a place in society, which is why they ended up being kind of you know philosophical journalists like writers and because they you know they they had no place in that social structure anymore since the uh, yeah. you know the they second world war had finished yeah exactly they couldn't follow in their father's footsteps because you know that era was finished yeah you didn't need to go be a cadet uh, you know an officer in the military to then advance your like, I mean, I mean, it was all kind of laid out, wasn't it? Like, you had your, yeah. you'll be the executive at this, you know, manufacturing. Yeah, and Yeah. Well, I guess that work. must be kind of true today as well, to some extent, you know. It's a lot. I think it's more true for us. I mean, not, not you, you're fucking rich as F, but, you know. Like, they were in the birth pains of that part, and I think we got it later, like now, you know. Yeah, we, maybe. Yeah. We, uh, we're feeling it now, like. Well, it's kind of like just the ability for uh, any given family to be established in any one place for a number of generations is difficult these days because, you know, a lot of people are moving around and it's kind of what America as part of the American experiment did kind of an experiment in cultural amnesia where we all sort of forget where we came from and what we did. And, you know, traditions are broken, uh, histories are lost. And we just, cool. you know, we sort of started as a blank slate. Your Catholic neighborhood what? got broken up. Oh, deracinated. <laughs> got deracinated. I, I got a lot to say about that. I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> Catherine Austin Fitz. Deracination. <laughs> no, it's true though, James. I think like you don't have um, and 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 what's pernicious about it, I think, is that the there's no reason for people to move around a lot except for the media telling them moving around a lot is what they're supposed to do you know at a certain age i mean they have to chase jobs to an extent but like there's yeah, no yeah and economic circumstances are like yeah influences saying well life will be better if you go here and do this instead of you know stay on the family farm and continue that business because well let's face it you know farming's not very lucrative these days so wouldn't you rather move to the city and learn how to code for facebook or what have you, you know, go be an investment banker. Yeah. It's not even, but it's not even like that. Um, 
it's not even that drastic from farm to freaking Facebook. It's like from, <clears throat> you know, mid-sized American city of 200,000-ish people. Or you, these people could get a job doing the same basic shit. But they, it's this co- the, the pitch of the cosmopolitan, you know, life. Which, and maybe that is the life to have. But you're so far away from everybody you're connected with. Or, you know, your family. Yeah, it makes yeah. things it makes things so much it makes you have to pay for everything your parents didn't have to pay for, such as childcare and you know like um, those kind of things. And it just puts so much more pressure on you. Uh, and you know, like when you have a child or something, when you have when you don't have any of that extended family. Yeah, that is at all. Rid- that is fucking ridiculous. Like having kids and then not being around your family. It's like mm. oh god. Mm. god we did, I, did, I felt. Oh yeah. my god! I bought right into the fucking uh, yeah, right too. into that fucking yeah. NBC dream. It was so hard. <laughs> like it's still so hard. God damn, you know. Yeah. Why do I think it was a good idea to live a thousand miles away from my, you know, from the people who can help me when I yeah exactly. What well, it's expensive yeah. as well because oh it's outrageous when when you live like close to your parents and your aunties and your you know, family, when you have kids, you especially when you have your first child and you don't really know what's going on. Like, say the kid, you think they might be ill, but your mom or your auntie or something can say, oh, no, they're fine, they just need this. Or, But if they're not around, then you have to go to the doctor mm-hmm. or, and then you've got to go to the pharmacy and then you've you got to spend money that you Everything. wouldn't need to spend. Yeah. And even just to like, oh, we're going to go out to the cinema tonight. You've got to pay some babysitter like 30 bucks plus and, a cab fare home. And then, you know, like, it's like, hey, your family would just do that for nothing, you know. They'd not do it for nothing. They'd be, ha- they'd be thrilled to do it because they love you. Exactly. They, you know what yeah. I mean? You're, and so it's like you're, you take away. And it's, it's easy to criticize. But it's like you, it, looking back for me, at least, it's like, God, what the fuck am I? Taken away from these people, and for yeah, what they, reason? You know, they they want to do it. Of course they do, and yeah. um, uh, or th- yeah, I mean, they they certainly don't get the choice if I don't give them the opportunity because I'm a thousand miles away. But, some don't. Some some are you know. I've had useless grandmas as well. <laughs> useless grandmas. Yeah, really. Surely not. Grandma, grandmas they must be in the minority. Don't want to be grandmas. They fuck off with that shit. I've done my. Done my turn, right? <laughs> Your fucking turn. Leave me alone, right? I'm going yeah. off to have a drink. Fuck off. <laughs> I fought in the war for you. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah. <laughs> You're ashamed. You're ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Look after yourself. Yeah, yeah. And well, and now, I mean, yeah. what is the, what's the, without the model, humans need models, right? I mean, gosh, we have to, we, everything we know is what we learn. And we learn from what we observe and witness, right? And experience. So who knows? I mean, it, it only perpetuates itself because you don't have the grandparent model in in play. So the next generation of grandparents, I don't want to say they don't know how to be grandparents, but they won't be like ours or, you know. Hey, it, just get, it, it just gets more and more fragmented, doesn't it? Even with my own mom, you know, my own parents. Um, I mean, gosh, they do as much as they possibly can, but I see how different it is, how they have like their own lives. You know what I mean? My, my mom's mom and dad were... We're just devoted to, to the grandchildren too, um, as much as their own children. You know, it's just part of their life. Yeah. Uh, the natural st- cycle to move into being like almost second parents for all these kids. And then, but my parents have their own life, you know? When my son had his first dream, 
Um, and he dreamt of my mom. He woke up and he says, Grandma? Grandma? And I wanted to call my mom and tell her about it, but I couldn't because she was visiting Auschwitz at the time on vacation. <laughs> Taking a oh, Dachau. Uh, she was on a tour of Dachau. True story. Nice. And then she was going Christmas shopping. She said she'd call me later. It's okay. It's just funny. Uh, I don't know. That's actually the when that's the case. Then that's one of the times that if it, a patchwork family can can work, you know, if the adults can get it together, the kids a family. Yeah, a patchwork family. If you got you know two dads, two mothers, or something, then then the, the extra dad is this is the Omar. You know? I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Children. Uh, yeah, they need a they need a, the the mother and the father role. You know, whether they're those roles sure. are, you know, by men or men or women, or, you know what I mean? It's that's a different thing, right? So, if, if a, but any of these things fulfilled, and I'm sure two women can fulfill it too. But what we're talking about is being a parent, you need it, <laughs> you need the family around to, in, to actually raise the kids in the first place. <clears throat> it helps, it's really, really difficult with that. With Better that believe family. it. Or good oh, yeah. friends, good friends, or act like family. You'd, sometimes you're lucky enough to have that. My wife's yes. got a couple of friends like that. Just they're as good as family, you know. Yeah, that's what we had as well. Because you just we get that net, we, you get that network of like, ah, uh, you help us out, we we'll help you out, and then you we go did. on holiday together, and it's like, okay, yeah. We had that too, thick as thieves. Except then those people move away too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then everyone they decide away. to move yeah. to the country. It's like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another Stuart job Lee writes a routine about them. Yeah. Like, well, universities are the killer. So the universities are very good at breaking families up. <laughs> military 2.0. So you either end up following your friends around and fleeing your family, or you uh, right. end up Tim Kelly's waking nightmare deracinated with no parish to go to you know an atom yeah. I was moving, just thinking, in, like, moving into be... a rich neighborhood and making them all move out <laughs> i mean there must be reams of psychological studies on you know how much influence the kids are getting from their peer groups in school and outside of school versus how much influence they're taking from their family at home you know it's... but the 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 point is james that you your influence is on them before they go to school. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. the first three or four years is the time. That's when they form their entire the whole understanding. Um, yeah, like social behavior, how to sit at the dinner table, how to behave with people. That's all formed before they go to school. I mean, obviously, mm, once they go to school, the gloves are off because they're like socializing with classrooms of crazy Lower children yeah yes. and they come home speaking crazy words and like you know but you build their character before they go to school so mm -hmm. you know once they're at school it doesn't really matter but the the uh well this is where they develop their uh, sadly this is uh schools where they develop their neuroticism you know i mean mm -hmm. they get plenty of it from home too but the the conflict of having knowing you know this scene observing all this bad behavior and being you know thing about bad behavior is it's funny and fun and cool as fuck oh god <laughs> like, yeah it's so much fun to be bad at school yeah to, yeah, to think you're being yeah you know yeah. 
especially when you've never really seen it before. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. All the attention. Not bad, you like, get. not bad, like insane, you know, punching the teacher in the face, but, you know, the little, the cutting up and stuff. Oh, that's lovely. The what? Cutting the up. Cutting up. The self cutting. No, yeah. I mean, joking. Cutting up. Downs. Thinking. Oh, yeah. Like hitting the teacher with some crazy one liner, knowing that you're <laughs> going to get sent out of the class, but it's so worth it just to like put them in some place. Like, yeah, okay, I'll take the hit, I'll take the detention. It's worth it. I had read this uh, paper um, about um, it was about like ra- uh, radicalized children, so whether this is such a thing or not, right? But it was talking about how. Uh, in the war on terror, some uh, against terrorists had uh, they done this study or whatever. But basically, it said that if if the child was radicalized before the age of six, um, there was like less than fifty percent chance of them ever becoming non-radicalized. How oh, you have a radicalized child? I don't know, but you know, basically, was saying that the, 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 the Jesuits. Yeah, but basically, was saying that the uh, the child's personality, according to this, was. And, uh, you know, the military doctrine based off it was that, you know, about 50% by six is, is locked in. That guy, you know, I posted that video of that stupid um, Extinction Rebellion guy doing his revelation of the method thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roger Hallam, was it? Uh, yeah. But one the of the founder. things he's, he was talking about radicalization. Something quite interesting he said was... Um, People are not radicalized by ideas, but they get radicalized in the doing. So, right. you know, they go yeah. and do something once, and then it's the feeling of doing it what radicalizes them to do it again. Yeah. 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 But I wanted to say to him, how does that apply to suicide bombers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But obviously, you- people weren't talking about them. I didn't hear the first part. You said, "What? What he happens to ideas?" And then he's saying, ideas. "Ideas alone don't radicalize people. It's the actual oh, yeah, do. Yeah. It's the actual doing yeah. of something that yeah. people get the hit. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I like the feeling of that. I'll do it again." But he was talking about yeah. it in a harmless way. He was talking about protesting, which is fucking pointless, isn't it? You know, uh, if you're going to be a radical, right? If you really believe in something. You know, you got you got to go and kill people. You can't just look, walk around with look. a placard. That's not. Yeah, right. yeah. Wait for you your know. bourgeois representatives to go. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah, funny though, isn't it? Somebody's window. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, um, like w- w- during the sort of um, I don't know, like when Obama was. Like, oh, I love Obama. Yeah, I mean, if only he would come back. No, no, but. During his presidency is when we had like Occupy and there was everyone talking about, you know, the 1% and there was this idea about like Occupy and hackers and like, oh yeah, this is how we're going to overthrow the 1% and like, but then that was the sort of left position of revolution, wasn't it? That it, oh, yeah. done, all, that, it, that it could be done through capital and like focus on the banks and redistribution. But the minute that yeah. um, 
uh, what's that guy called? Mr. Trump got elected. <laughs> that all went away. And now the whole focus of the left is on them gaining power back, isn't it? They want power. They don't want to get rid of the 1% or hack the system or they just want now their whole focus is to get the power back yeah, for the yeah, left yeah, to be in charge right. like they're not Any interested in, yeah they're not interested in the society now they're no, just no interested none in of that, uh, none of that cuck shit none of that cuck bullshit no no they just want now they're focused on having the power yeah. because they don't agree with the power it's like it's a totally different mindset it's really strange it's like totally shifted <laughs> that's why you don't need to tell the truth or anything like that that's why the, all this uh, social engineering stuff says that it's fine to make all this shit up as long as the outcome is benefit yeah, yeah. for social justice so you know yeah. that's fine truth is like uh whatever the, the means, last the thing you means. need truth's the last thing you need i mean that's this come on just need to yeah, get or, that. or maybe yeah truth is it maybe a, a little idealistic even um often um re reflective of reality or something like that you know Things what about or what about authenticity yeah, that's that, that was the one i was gonna use but it's hard to use that with media in general too it's about up there through so but nobody knows what authenticity is do they i mean you can be true to yourself but it's very hard to know what that means i mean anything if you don't have a self to be true to because you your whole <laughs> being is a host of fucking internet memes that's the best thing you can be for society isn't it it's just to be yourself absolutely the individual yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah because the world better. you know the world is just it's it's a natural network humanity like humanity is its own sort of physical internet <laughs> and we you you get on with people that you get on with right that's you know that's not something that can be changed by someone else being in charge or you know I don't know you, you just have to be true to yourself and do what you feel is right. And that, that's why so much of the energy is put forth into stomp into uh, uh, you know emptying out any idea of what that self is and filling it back up with uh, you know some pre um, you know prepackaged like predictable thing you know yeah yeah, yeah. replacing it with uh, messages you know through media and ideology yeah telling yeah. you yeah this is what you yeah. should be because you feel this way and look at all these other people they're this way so shouldn't you be that way too and, and here's your yeah. group to be against here's your dialectical opposition good and evil yeah. here you go yeah, but yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's not with the media though it's not us and them because that's what we do and so that's why our media does it too it's just a thing everybody does it's, it, that's that's one of the hardest things to do to a degree to to know well, who am I, you know, really? And, yep. uh, you know, what do I want? <laughs> you know, those are hard questions. But they're, well, especially because they're always the, they're going to be in conflict with the society at large. Yeah. The message, right. of, the, the message of society at large, or the reality of well, society. And the message is everything is great. You should be good to everyone. The reality is, you know, mind controlling people so they don't vote for orange man bad. <laughs> well, the mistake that young people shouldn't make is mistaking the state of the world as being their own personal state. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, onboarding, onboarding the guilt of the world, the, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the sorrow yeah. of the world. You, that'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, you can't have. It. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you. I'm seeing all these images, like, uh, you know, if you're a, a person even capable of love and empathy and sympathy, you're. It's it, very difficult to overcome these, the bombardment of media that's projecting all this stuff that's manipulating your. I mean, how do you not feel bad for people when you see them? portrayed in terrible situations constantly hmm. that are pretty, pretty seemingly realistic. Even though they're 10,000 miles away from you. Yeah. That's why uh, in the temple uh, Jesus is, uh, he says they walk by, he sees them, sees the women uh, you know, weeping for Tammuz and he says, weep for your own children. Exactly. He got that right. Times the hippies get shit right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's having a, a, a child so recently has opened my eyes to like how I, it's actually really just like the the, con, the final kind of or up to now the final stand against like the um, the acceptance of like the cognitive dissonance. Like oh, maybe people do actually mean well, but they just do you know on accident or something. People treat kids badly, you know, and they. Uh, they'll, they'll ignore their own child to like fucking crusade the world for some hoax child from social media, you know? Yeah. They don't get to shut up so they can go Facebook about some kid in a fake Mexican cage from the Orange Man. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, the only the only place you can go from there is the next face of climate and social change I think it's going to have to be a dog you know <laughs> if they could get somehow train a dog to make speeches about the climate and then maybe people will get on board you know <laughs> like, people, people love dogs <laughs> oh they do in America, they, they love the dog. They kiss the dog, kisses them in the mouth, licks them in the yeah. mouth. They say it's kissing. Exactly. They love the dog. It yeah. licks its own asshole, and then it does that to the person. Yeah. Well, they tell the child to I get never away from understood him. that. Like, why do people like to kiss their dog in the mouth? I never got that. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. even I, issues I with like their parents. Do- I like dogs, but I don't like it when they lick my mouth. It's not. I like my. Mouth. I like my dogs. They have. I've never kissed them <laughs> once. <laughs> They would not come near me in that capacity. <laughs> you know, or, the thing about dogs is like they respond to direct training and like, you know, badly. overt overt methods of influence. But with people, it's it's always more subtle. Like, uh, you know, people need to be massaged subliminally and subtly down these, you know, various pathways. And That's the thinking. It's harder. It's harder to just tell someone, "Oh no, you must be this and that," because they're always going to rebel. Most people rebel to that kind of influence. I think it's um, natural. It's it's a natural human state is to be in rebellion. Yeah, I think that's really normal. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, uh, my child is in like uh, in uh, from the cradle. He's in um, constant like want. This is also the um, attachment, big time attachment stage. But you know, you can in, that that rebellion shit's induced. I think, like, 
by and large, you know, it's in a lot of ways. Children, yeah. children want to be with yeah. the parents, you know, they want to, right. my son wants right. to be with us all the time. And he wants to do, uh, uh, what does Jesus say? He says, uh, the father, uh, the child, um, what does he say? He says the, the child, the son sees everything the father does and doesn't, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and doesn't sure. like the father. So everything the father does is the son does also. And everything the father sees, the son sees also. And it's like, you know, that's what the modeling thing is so important. I think people would respond better if they had models, but yeah. the models that presented by the media are so inauthentic that they're, that it's so easy to like, like basically just have to wear the same clothes to be like the model, you know? And that's, there's no like uh, rite of passage or, or transforming meaningful transformation occurring when that's all that has to be done to, you know, uh, to uh, indwell the model. So it's just that you're just, you know, filling up with empty calories, basically. Yeah, my, um, my wife, my, my new current wife, she, she was saying to me, you know, why, why are you so harsh with your son? Or like, why are you so hard on your son? You know, you just... and I had to explain to her, it's it's because I want him to be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to give him a pass on shit sometimes you know it may feel like i'm being hard or judgmental sometimes but it's for his own good in the long run does that make sense yeah yeah definitely. it's like because i'm trying to point something else that i'm trying to point something out to him i'm trying to make him better idealism yeah it's the only way to do it i could just give him a pass i could just be like say nothing and a lot of times i do i don't criticize everything he does but it, it but if it's somewhere where i think he's where i genuinely think yeah. oh, no you could do better than that then yeah. i'm gonna let him know you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, he knows well, already i mean i don't I yeah don't he knows I mean, they, he knows yeah, all yeah. The, my son knows already and so he's kind of like looking forward to that talk not yeah. a, like you say, not a criticism or anything like that but i think he's he enjoys gonna keep it, it really. inside if i don't talk to him about it. yeah of yeah. course because he picks me up. He, he, he does the same. To the ideal. He does the same thing to me. You know, some, you know, Absolutely. he'll uh, pick up on shit I do and be like, "Dad, what? that's so gay. What the fuck are you doing?" Oh, whatever, <laughs> you know. The father and the son are equal. He says. Yeah, the man says. I would hope so, in a way. Yeah. Right, but you know, yeah. To the father, you know, but to the son, the father is equal. The father and the son is equal, isn't it? Like. You lay down your life for someone who's not your equal. Then, what you know, what greater, what greater love is there than this? So, you know, to lay down one's life for one's friend. If your child isn't your friend, there's an idea like your child shouldn't be your friend or something. What a psychotic idea, you know? Yeah, <laughs> my friend, funny. my frenemy. No, you know, your child's your first friend, or you're your child's first friend. So. I wouldn't want a friend who would lay down their life for me. Like one friend there, who yes. would ensure that I wouldn't have to be in a position to lay down my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to advocate yeah, for the devil for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, just want, I just want $10 billion and I wouldn't care about any of this shit at all. Just <laughs> want a million <laughs> followers and I'll be fine. Yeah. I like when people uh, do wishes, but they like try to like have this phony like uh, piety <laughs> for their wishing. It's like, what? I, all oh, I need yeah. is a million dollars. What? You get a billion dollars. You're wishing. You know? You get yeah. $10 billion. Why would you ever stop at the low? Yeah. 
All I need is one, you know, yeah, when you're asking for the impossible, well, fuck. One impossible thing's only just as impossible. So, So, (laughs) money is sort of the dumbest thing to ask for, isn't it? (laughs) Wouldn't it be better to be, I wouldn't it be better to wish to be in a position where you didn't need a million dollars? Yeah, that's, yeah, it would be. That's called having a billion dollars. See? I'm not even that. It's just being in a state where you don't need a million dollars. Oh yes, yeah. No, of course, of course, all those things would be. But in wishing game, in the wishing all game, fake selfless wishes. <laughs> the wishing are, game. I know what I you mean. Wish that this would happen. Oh, that's what oh, you wish. You know, that's, I just that's wish one President of the... Trump. Yo, that's what you wish, huh? You could have anything in the world, and that's what you fucking wish. President Trump to be not in office. <laughs> yeah. Right. America would be great again. Obama can come back. Oh, I'd be so happy. Everything would be perfect again. Ah, yeah. Jeez. Woo. He will be risen. Yeah. (laughs) Robobot, hoaxbot. Have you seen the video of uh, Obama singing Amazing Grace? No. No. That'll make you cry. I'm going to post it. His people, his people struggle man. a lot. What? His what? I don't like that it says that he's a wretch, though, because that's like, it doesn't account for uh, the disparity of <laughs> power relationship and like his position and stuff. You know, and that dynamic. I think it should be like, God should be like uh, telling Obama that like he's the wretch in, in, in light of Obama's presence. Yeah, and begging Obama to accept him. Maybe you can hear it if I play it through my speaker. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Check this out. Amazing grace. He's looking serious. Is it playing? Amazing grace. Oh, turn it off. I'm going to cry. on C-SPAN. You can look that up on YouTube. You ever seen him? Obama, Obama slow jams the news <laughs> on uh, Jimmy or whatever? No. Like, I, uh, I haven't yeah. seen many videos of Obama, just that one. It's what my friend uh, Gordon from a retired army colonel said uh, said it was masterful. Masterful propaganda. Obama slow jams the news. Uh, but was it better than Amazing Grace? He no, was at the. Different he's in a he's in a Methodist church. Oh, the Clintons are Methodist. That's good. Yeah, pretty awesome. It's very inspiring. I think Mr. Trump could take a leaf out of his book. 
go and sing Amazing Grace somewhere. Well, he does that stuff at the uh, Shalom Center or whatever. He like lights the candles and wears the scarf and stuff. Oh you know, shit! It's, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's not quite as uplifting, is it? President Bush read that book to those kids, and it was upside down, or or was that a a hoax? That was as above, so below style reading. That's cool. Oh, Crowley! Crowley yeah. says you got to read the book yeah. with the book closed. Uh, you know, with, yeah, you got to go above to go under. And Jordan Maxwell says, "You know Jordan Maxwell's definition of understanding, James?" Uh, no. And <laughs> tell me it. Get Obama to sing it. You know, you got to know it uninstalled immediate, right? The What's understanding. that? Jordan Maxwell's. Uh, Jordan Maxwell's understanding thing. Oh, when he yeah, right. What, when he explains under, what understanding is, under. you stand under it and you're yeah, looking up the under. skirt of truth. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Something like that. Every he sounds, show. He sounds kind of on the ball, this guy. I might have to start. I've never watched. Wouldn't it be any? better to have overstanding? I mean, just. Yeah, overstanding would be better, wouldn't it? To have a general overstanding of the situation. Because that means you get like a top-down view. You kind of see more yeah. of what's going on, right? But yeah, it's, it's been a while. So what does Jordan, old Jordy, say about understanding it? Somehow it's better to, well, when you're, so it means you don't really know because you're standing under it. And the thing is, well, you you have, know, it's pushing down on top of you. And, well, he takes care of that in his straw man definition by saying that uh, if you're wanting to build something, on top of something, you got to look at the the foundation. You got to stand uh, under it right. to see uh, see if it's going to support it. Mm, ah, God. Foundations, yes. Yep. Well, I'm glad you're. The, I'm glad you're so yeah. well studied in uh, Jordanology. He's a prophet, bro. He should <laughs> start. He should, he should have opened a university. <laughs> I think he, he, he sort of did in a way. <laughs> <laughs> that probably wasn't his intention, but <laughs> thousands of people out there now parroting all his stuff. Oh, like, ripping him know, off like, bad. Like Things no one's ever heard it before. <laughs> yeah. They talk shit sure. about him out of this one side of their mouth, the fucking other side of their mouth, they're saying the exact same shit he said. I didn't like, mean like, university, I meant global versity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jordan. Jordan Maxwell. I'll tell you what, though. In today's age of uh, constant shill busting and constant, like, uh, endless speculation on purposes of, the, you know, the, the underlying purpose and motives of psychops and all this shit and predicting the future and all this shit, uh, the Jordan Maxwell, listening to him again, uh, his simple folksy message of Saturn death cult, is you know mm. refreshing in a lot of ways, <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. in its simplicity, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. It kind of makes you hearken. You know, it's what nostalgia. It's a little bit nostalgic, just hearkening back to the old days when things were simple, and it was just the Saturn death cult, and That's judges true. judges wear black robes, and Saturn controls time. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. That's all you need to know.
and and you know what? Uh, he, he wasn't going any for any of that Republican shit. You know, he's saying both up both the parties were bad. I can get behind that. Fine with that, you know. I'm right. You know, my old timey beliefs are right in line with yours, Jordan. Come back to us. Now we need you more than ever, Jordan. <laughs> he would tell this story. Do you remember the story about a? Uh, my website got hacked. I gave. I'm an old man. Yes, I don't know yeah. how to use the computer. And I, 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 man took advantage. I'm a trusting man, and this man took advantage. I v Jordan Maxwell Show dot com, not Jordan right. Maxwell Show. I'm in a lawsuit. Oh, God damn, he said that for years. He was going on that fucking. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. He had this website with the worst URL I've ever seen. <laughs> it called questions 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 dot net. I think it was the word questions three times dot net. <laughs> net. Yeah. And that was like his his you know archive back back then from the late nineties, early two thousands. And yeah, and then it went down somehow. And that's all he talked about for like eight years was how his website he, went down. And his webmaster, this is the story, and apparently I, there's papers on it. His uh he, had, he got a webmaster, somebody volunteered to do his work for him, you know, host the website for him, build the website and host it for him. What he said, what they did is like stole all his content that he put on, they uploaded on there for him. Then uh made themselves like administrator of it or whatever, and then copyrighted all his content for themselves. Mm-hmm. Set us, set us but this is his story, of course, right? But all my research, 50 years, mainly P. Hall's books, uh, I left them in the sun. You know about that shit? Oh, those was the Mossad that burned, his, burned the legacy of mainly P. Hall that oh, Jordan no. Maxwell somehow had. Mossad. Yep. Well, that's that's unfortunate, but I guess it's better than getting attacked by a baby T-Rex in your backyard. Um, hey, at least he didn't get deracinated. Nope. He's dodged that bullet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whew. Damn. I, I, I don't feel deracinated. I don't feel deracinated. How do you I know when know. you're deracinated? Is there like a test you can take to find out if you're deracinated? In, when you Tim go, Kelly, you? when you're a guest on Tim Kelly, that's, that's your induction. Or Catherine Austin Fitz shows up at your house with that fucking weird ass uh, moon <laughs> face she's got, the big old moon face. You're like, oh. She's Is she the one talk who talks about like all the money that went missing? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. HUD. That's yeah. her. Well, she's the one she says. <laughs> If you want to know how the world really works, watch The Godfather. Yeah. Did you talk to Jay Dyer about that? Yeah. This is Jay oh, Dyer's mom. So Jay, um, what's the epistemological truth about cheese sandwiches? Well, have you read, well, the, have you read the Desert Fathers, retard? <laughs> Jay's only got two answers. His first one is, um, well, uh, we know that uh, eyes wide shot parties are real. <laughs> And then his second, his second answer is, um, uh, what is it? Oh, God, I can't remember now. Oh, well, carry on. It's because I, I haven't have seen you, Jay for so long. I've forgotten what his whole spiel is. But. Have you read the Summa? I have. Summa. No, I've been in graduate school. Two. You know, uh, me and Jay Dyer have the same graduate uh, degree, actually. Zero. None. <laughs> Yeah, he quit school, didn't he? he quit. So he, yeah. Yeah. But he's always carrying on. He about quit school to be a stand up comedian. Yep. And that didn't work out, did it? 
Now he's a sit-down comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and as Maddie once said, uh, if the cultural legend is so fuck, such a big fucking problem for you, why don't you get married to a woman, Jay? And have some kids. Oh, I've remembered what his other answer is. Divine simplicity. Oh, yeah. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, that that does take care of a lot of questions, does uh, it? If you want to debate Jay, that's his like that's his fucking hammer. Like, mm. You can try and talk to him for two hours, but yeah, he kind of he does the debate thing oh. on YouTube oh. or whatever, and yeah, I, oh, I can't oh. I can't watch these so called debates. Totally point. I remember watching one about a year ago. It's just like this is just fruitless, fruitless. Yeah, you got to be a fucking prick to fucking be interested in debating <laughs> people anyway. Yeah. You got to really yeah. have a high you debate me about that, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not going to debate that guy who lives in the trailer about. You know, he always says it. He's like, no, that guy does not know orthodoxy. I know, you know. He's like, right. I've been studying symbols for 20 years. I'm an expert. You're not going to debate Eminem. Eyes wide shut parties are real, bro. Eyes wide shut parties are real. That's his. Yeah. Go to CIA in Hollywood, Pentagon. Oh, Darko, folks, folks, MK Ultra, MK Ultra. <laughs> oh, god, Luciferianism, many, high level, high ranking many, Freemasonry. How many terabytes of storage has been wasted talking about MK Ultra? It's all sitting there in Silicon Valley in aircraft hangars, air-conditioned terabytes of people discussing <laughs> MK Ultra. <laughs> Project Monarch. I think she's a monarch slave. Where did you Madonna, learn those words? Madonna, sex cults, uh, Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh... <laughs> How do you know about Project Monarch? Uh, because Freeman Fly said so. Because Jordan Maxwell said so. Because AR mentioned it during some guy from the John Birch Society said so before him. And like, oh, hmm. So that's how you know about Project Monarch. Oh, okay. The effect is interesting, isn't it? You don't really. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to, no, I was going to say one effect of that that is interesting is that they totally inverse the meaning, you know, of the symbol of the butterfly. So all of a sudden, you know, when you're innocent and a butterfly is a butterfly, it's a quite positive symbol of transformation, isn't it? You know? oh, now, now you're talking, Maddie. Dark. Now it's a there dark you go. thing. Every time you see it, it's dark. And they've inverted it for you. So that's the effect yeah, that they've created. Then you know who's doing this. Who, who are the black magicians really? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's really giving me the fucking uh, trauma-based mind control? Yeah. Not Michael Aquino. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually like it's it's Kathy O'Brien and Mark Phillips who are telling you to think about all this sick yeah, shit. Paint they're the tra- for me. they're traumatizing you. Mm. Yep. While at the same time, you know, on your quest for truth, you're like, oh man, this is so horrible. But I have to know. I have to get to the kernel of truth. Yeah, my heart's bleeding for the world. You know, of course. Yeah, it's a real the, dichotomy, isn't it? It's, the vampire's right there to drink it up. 
That's an interesting one to trace the origins. You know, I sort of like to trace the origins of some of these particular rabbit holes. And that that Project Monarch would be a good one to, like, who is the first person who actually came out with that Monarch shit? You know? Oh, yeah. All this shit has a birthday, you know? All this shit has a unique birthday in it. I mean, most people people know it from Kathy O'Brien, but I have to think there was someone before that who, who put it out on the scene. Mockingbird Media. CIA. (laughs) Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory is a term used by the CIA to discredit JFK assassination. What oh is it? (laughs) What's your what's your source on that, buddy? Uh, Some some government agent who I don't trust, but some guy who wrote a a hundred page book book with a cover on it with guy. When the ex-agent says something that appeals to my paranoid cons- uh, confirmation bias, then I'll trust him. But otherwise, I don't trust government agents. In- hey, unless- no, yeah. hey, James, come on. <laughs> Until you've made 48 hours of YouTube videos about breaking down tragedy and hope, I really don't think you've got a stake in this argument, okay? You're probably right. Yeah, yeah probably I mean... Right. Wait, wait a minute. I thought, I thought an appeal to authority was a fallacy. Oh, wait, wait. No, wait. No, only if it's the Ninth Council of Nicaea, then if you appeal to the Church Fathers, apparently that's not appeal to authority. Yeah. Also known that, as, uh, that's allowed. what's good for the goose is good for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, brutal okay. tactics. I'm going to be the brutal truther. The brutal truthful. That'd be not <laughs> my gimmick. I'm going to have two eye patches. I'm going to be like... Fuck you, you know what I mean? Jay Dyer's here to debate me. Jay, fuck you. Now what, bitch? Suck my dick. You know, something like that. Say what? Fuck the church father. You know? Now what? I'm putting an through some else. I'm putting an axe through the door of truth. (laughs) I'm burning it up. Torturing this motherfucker. Just gonna be me at the end. Like Game of Game of Thrones. Yeah, my, my new channel is called Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Come on over. <laughs> back to yeah. sleep, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. sucks. We're going back to the we're going back to the Cthulhu world. We're not gonna wake up the sheeple. We're gonna fucking roast them. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have the world's biggest barbecue. Watch it all burn. Like the mate, you remember Neo in the Matrix? Fuck him too. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I get drunk and I smoke weed. Who cares? I don't care. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, man. Uh, you can tell I'm telling the truthy truth because I don't drink and I don't smoke. So I'm like, I'm totally, <laughs> you can believe me, man. <laughs> Because I don't drink. Yeah. I've been eating a different diet and my gut health. My gut health. When people yeah. talk about health, health, <laughs> I automatically know they have issues with their mother. You know, something's <laughs> going on here. When, when people have pigeon all, all their problems onto some fucking health thing, it's like, oh, God. it really helped my Lyme's disease. Oh yeah, I see. I see. What's <laughs> How many oh, days of school did you miss when you were a child? You know. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't understand properly until you get your mind right by eating right. right? Yeah, because you get your mind right, and then your body's right, and then you're in sync with the universe, man. Truth warrior. Ready to kill motherfuckers. 
right and then and then you understand it's all the juice that's it yeah. <laughs> Hitler was a vegetarian I'm telling you as soon as you cut bread out of your diet you're like it's the fucking juice I get it now I get it <laughs> I normally don't agree with that stuff but that, that is true I <laughs> I mean, that's what Owen Benjamin said anyway, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Gay Hitler bear. Oh, man, that guy. Oh, God. Jay Dyer's like, I got this bullshit. I got banned from Facebook for saying tranny again. Like, God damn, Jay, you know, you understand there's maybe 10 words you're not supposed to say, and you refuse to stop saying them because you're on your platform, you know. It's my shit. Yeah, band, band again. <laughs> uh, good one. Good Just move, because buddy. I said trap. Oh man, again. Oh, I can't believe it. Now he's on boiler room and shit, and he's like, uh, no, "Don't say oats." Yeah, he's like the apprehensive, like, uh, oh, you know. Geez. Let's talk about the next shoot. Oops. Oh, can we switch to the other screen while we talk <laughs> yeah. about this? Uh, I'm not saying we can't talk about it, but uh, uh, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people doing that on YouTube now, ever since the whole censorship revolution or whatever. (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah, don't say this. Don't say this in the live chat. And, you know, don't say (laughs) that. And we'll replace this word with this a little secret code. And what it's what a joke. (laughs) Fucking psychotic. Is it? I mean, oh, they're all worried about censorship. Well, it seems to be working because now you're censoring yourself. So, good job. Yeah, you could have done it before maybe. and not, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, you know, there's a rule. The one rule of society is like, act up, get jacked up, right? You know, yep. like it might not be the ideal, but it does seem to be true. So, but I guess you like know, a nail. It is yeah, once you get those those checks from Google for your YouTube channel, you're all you're all in at that point. You gotta play the play by the rules, play the game. Did you say did Google? Script? Oh, I did say that. <laughs> Don't say that on our stream. He said Google, right? Google? I didn't. No, I, I no 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 <laughs> no no. <laughs> I'm sure he said Juju. That's one of the oldest Woody, Woody Allen jokes. Can we still can we still make fun of voodoo? Is that off the table now, or can we talk nah, shit voodoo, about voodoo? <laughs> voodoo is so hot right now. I mean, you know, I think that's how Obama got in. Anybody make fun of voodoo? Huh? What no, he he dropped abruptly. Yeah, that's because I just stuck a pin in my doll that I've made of him. Yeah. When I when I want him to drop off, I just push the pin in his ear. I, th- I think you're right, though. That's probably how Obama got elected. There was a mass uh, sacrifice of chickens on election night. And... In Haiti. Right. Or, you know, Zimbabwe or wherever he's from. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was in Gambia, like, recently after he got elected, and that, there was a song that they were all playing in the taxis, and it was like an Obama song. They all thought he was like the second coming. I think the song was "Give Me Hope," Obama. Wow. Yeah. And what what's he gonna do for Gambia exactly? Oh, cool. <laughs> That's my rough estimate. That's like a bull. <laughs> well, bar. I've run the numbers. Like, yeah, I've, I've yeah. run the numbers, and it looks like he's gonna do fuck all for you, Africa. Austin so. fits, and um, 
No, Gambia is a British colony, pretty much. So uh, don't need to worry about that. Everything, everything you can buy in Gambia comes from China. So, uh, yeah. I, at this point, I think China's doing more for Africa than Obama ever did. But. Oh, Jesus, it's doing way more. Yeah, the Chinese are running things over there. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if instead of having an African dollar eventually, they just end up using the yuan. It's got to teach everybody how to pronounce it, isn't it? That's the difficulty. That's yuan. Well, they've introduced Huawei, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. So that's the first Chinese word we're all learning. I think they have that in... Um... Haven't they got the contract to do all the internet for England? Huawei. Well, it was leaked. That, that's the... Leaked. As if it was leaked. I mean, oops. Mm. Oops. By, apparently by the foreign minister himself, who then resigned. But, well, he, no, he, he was sacked because he didn't uh, accept it. He said he was innocent. And, uh, yeah, that, that they were thinking of doing that and that Theresa May wanted to wave it through, you know. Yeah, right. As if she got to make any decisions about anything. And then it sort of <laughs> that was flagged up because of that. He resigned, or no, he was sacked, and then it went away again. So I don't know. <laughs> but someone's got to do it. It doesn't really matter, does it? That's like whoever's yeah, best for the job, but that's what I say. They could just start talking about China again and trade wars and woo-woo, you know, and it's that kind of three block thing that they that's the other thing i mean you know there's no trade wars it's no, just probably not <laughs> it's just like who's gonna do it the cheapest did you guys did you guys uh predict that Theresa may would resign i mean that seems like obvious outcome of this whole thing to it's me how the conservative club works Yep. Yeah, they, they it seems like they like to do that in Britain. They're just oh yeah, nobody ever votes for a conservative <laughs> prime minister. They just the conservative party itself is basically an eaten club where they just take turns being in charge of it. Mm-hmm. It's not really a political party. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's just a club. You know, it's like they all know they're going to get to you know. <laughs> I mean, like Just David Cameron knew he was going to be prime minister when he was a fucking schoolboy, you know? It was like, yeah, that's it. Mm. He's going to be in. It's like Boris, he'll be prime minister, even if it's just for five minutes. Just, right. yeah, you know. Some yeah, point. it was like as, as, sh- as soon as uh, May announces she's resigning, then it comes out that, oh, Boris Johnson is being investigated because he lied during the Brexit campaign and... What, like they're trying to take him down so he doesn't get voted in, or Bullshit. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously he's the the contender, right? The main one. Uh, it's it's a soap opera, James. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just a, she she announced her resignation, and then boom, that's that's the media. That's mm. what they get to talk about for a month. Just yeah, give some people to you know. Talk about it's, it's not. It, I mean, she could resign and be. They could have the replacement ready the next day, but that doesn't. There's no drama then, is there? No Game of Thrones. Right. Eh? Yeah, you got to play it out. It's got to be like you know, and it makes the 
gives the weird impression to the public that, that their opinion might actually count for something. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. which one of these? I mean, I'm just guessing how many people have got their hats in the ring, like 20 or something? <laughs> I mean, technically, anyone from the party can be announced right mm. and so, they'll all get some publicity because yeah it's just a shit right. show yeah it's bullshit i mean it doesn't even matter who's prime minister does it it's just sells newspapers it's a joke man Can't, we don't even need a prime minister really do we? I mean, it's just a head of state well, in a way it isn't it wasn't it how long were belgian without a government i don't know it wasn't over a year so well, how long's what's her name Merkel been in Germany? Oh, I don't know, sixteen years. Yeah, exactly. It's futile, isn't it? It's like what? <laughs> oh, it's very German. It's, it's the same with their their football managers and things, and they yeah. stick stick to their people, you know. Oh, Germany! We're all Germany now. Oh, well, you reckon? Yeah. yeah, why not? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. Or, well, you know, it's not, I think, except, except, the, well, there's this, this thing about being, you know, occupied about being the losers, about being, having a culture where you, where it isn't, you know, where you can't go, you, you're interrupted kind of, oh, this was our progress into, you know, liberty and human rights and blah, 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 like the, the, the Anglo-Saxons can, you know. But to do that, of course, they've got to kind of ignore everything so much, you know. And uh, I think there's still a root of all the things that are going on here, you know, that kind of de-imperialization, you know, that kind of facing your demons there, you know, in a national kind of... You know, there's even... What's that guy's name? This, well, he's probably a sociologist, but he's actually kind of brought out a book and he's comparing nations to, to, to in, in certain aspects to, you know, individuals, you know, undergoing psychical or, you know, or some sort of, you know, inner crisis, you know, like what's going on there with these divisions, yeah? How do you get that together, you know, the sort of, and uh, what do you do at that point? And one of the yeah, things, but a nation, you have to buy into it, don't you? Yeah, well, that's what they're I mean, trying to an, do. Because a nation is like, you know, Chris used to say, oh, America is a cult. But all countries yeah, are a cult, aren't they? They're like yeah, a religion. Yeah. You know, the flag acts as sure. like the crucifix and then your national documents and acts as the kind of liturgy. Yeah. And then you yeah. have a list of the disciples that made that country what it is. And yeah, you have a, to buy into that mythology to believe yeah. that you are part of a nation and that it right, means so, something. Yeah, so he was and in England, they have the BBC who are in control of the apostles. And um, they have this wonderful phrase that they call national treasure, which they apply to various English people over the years. And then they become the latest disciples of what it means to be english you know someone like Stephen fry he was, he was saying some know. interesting things i don't know how you know it's kind of fake but what all the same you know everything's fake so in the end what's the effect of it he was yeah. talking about Vi Billy brandt 
and you know which i i like that as well really brand you know going to poland and doing his knee is you know you get down on his knees and apologized right i don't know who that is Willy Brandt was a, a chancellor of Germany, right? And after okay. the war, you know, so it was like, and it really opened up, you know, the dialogue and everything. And, and it really released a lot of tension, even whether whether it was staged or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It was sort of giving an idea of, you know, if, if someone did want to unify America, then then the guy goes and stands there, you know, in these American places, doesn't he? Where, where, yeah. where is it? Lexington or wherever it is where the American story starts. And he goes there once a year and holds a and has a speech there, you know, about, and talks about American, you know, history and narrative. Yeah. But you can't unify a nation, can you? If a nation is defined by its individuals. No, the matter what I'm saying is it's obvious that at the moment it's not being even, it's not even thought about, it's not even been tried, you know, I mean, it's easy to think about those ideas. It's not Maybe. necessary though, is it? I don't think. Well, it seems to be that's what's happening now with the Brexit. But if you unified a nation, then everyone would support the same football team, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, where do you stop, you know? What does it mean? Yeah. Oh, I think in this case, it's just meaning trying to kind of... But I don't know. I haven't been to England yet for a while, so I wonder... But nations why... also are constantly in flux, aren't they? Because every day what? people are moving there and every day people are leaving there. They're, yeah. like, they're not like a... There yeah. isn't like a consistent nationness. No, like I said, it's only 37% voted anyway. If this is such a crisis and everybody's, you know, racked up about it, then... I don't think it is a crisis. We're just it told isn't. it's a crisis in the exactly. media. It's, just it's not a, a crisis. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. What's it like, James? You're in the UK. Is everybody talking about Brexit everywhere you go? Um, not really. <laughs> See, <laughs> mostly, I, I, maybe foreigners, you know, talk about it more. But um, yeah, I'm also not English, so actually, I actually don't know a lot of English people. Besides, I, you guys are actually like my only English friends, basically. And we don't even know each other personally. So, um, the irony. Oh, the irony. No, it's so, funny yeah, because I mean, when I, I, when I, people ask me, obviously because I'm English, but Spanish people who meet me, somebody else say, oh, what about the Brexit, eh? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> what about it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, it seems to me like, I don't know, like maybe, you know, Brits sort of talk about these things behind closed doors in a very clandestine, you know, sort of manner with people they trust. <laughs> it's like, well, when I go back, you know, because I go back fairly regularly and occasionally people will talk about it, like my mother or whatever, but they just repeat what the BBC tells them. Yeah, yeah. They never say anything to me realistic or you know, like they've actually thought about it. They're, they're just mm. repeating talking points. They're not, nobody has a real concept about it. Yeah, like the nuance, yeah, is, is hard to find. Like, yeah, you'll see people with stickers on their car with the EU logo. So obviously, you know where they stand on Brexit. And you yeah. see people flying St. George's flag, and you pretty much can assume where they stand on Brexit. Yeah. And, yeah, it's yeah, it's like what team, you know, what's your favorite team? Is it Arsenal or Liverpool or whatever? <laughs> oh, imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not the best person to ask about you know, what Brits think about Brexit. <laughs> yeah, how you, you know, there's like 60 odd million people. 
and then most of them are uh, British anyway. So how are they going to have an opinion? <laughs> well, I was looking at um, yeah on that subject. I was looking at the the official numbers for the recent MEP elections, the European Parliament elections, yeah. and I was looking at okay, so the top the winners top winners got somewhere around five hundred thousand votes. And then I started scrolling down to look for the UKIP, you know, Carl Benjamin, Sargon of Akkad. How many votes did he get? You're like he got, 10 or something. He got about 50,000, I think. Wow. In the official count. So he was way down on the list. But like, yeah, the top, you know, main winners, however many there were, less than 10, I think, got, yeah. you know, in, in the six digits. And Carl Benjamin's down there, you know, five digit range, uh, much, much less. So. Yeah, that, that was interesting. And, you know, of course, that's not reflective of the entire population, because like you said, it's only about a third of people who vote anyway. Yeah, same in Spain, because my wife, she voted. She voted for the Green Party, mm. but they didn't. I don't think they won. I think just the normal conservative people won in Spain. There wasn't. But again, they have so many parties that it's very difficult for any party to have any impact, you know. Right, it's like it's there's like, like ten different parties on the ballot, so right, it's ridiculous, isn't it? You need two, don't you? You need two definite. You need a one or two. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's basically it's, it's, you know the people it, you expect who are going to win end up winning, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's never any surprises, you know. <laughs> no. it's like, there's not some sudden liberal revolution. Yeah, yeah, or like, oh, yeah, hundreds of thousands turned out to vote for Carl Benjamin, or, you know, it's like, it just doesn't happen. That would be, that would be ridiculous. The guy's an idiot. Yeah, but you listen to their rhetoric, and it's, they're, you know, it's all or nothing for, for them. They're trying to build this revolution and get people all riled up, and, yeah, it's so funny, such a circus. It is a circus. It's funny when people get dragged into it. But yeah, most most of the people I've talked to about Brexit, they kind of agree that the anti-immigration thing doesn't make any sense for England. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of ignoring like the whole modern context of what mm-hmm. England yeah. is now, because it's there's a huge number of people who aren't native Brits here that make the economy run. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the working class in England is completely diverse. It's just as what? many working you... class Pakistanis as there are working class white people. It's not like right, that. right. So you can't say it's like oh, like class. I mean, race is so integrated into England that it's not an issue. Mm. You know, it's not like a, something you can really use as a lever to change yeah. people's minds or and it even like the actual nuts and bolts policy of brexit is not really about kicking people out it's no, more it's not it's more it's about not leaving the eu it's not yeah it's more it's like about these the ethereal, you know trade deals and yeah making <clears> it harder <throat> making it harder for people to come here and you know stay for long periods of time but you know people who are already here and working they're gonna be here but Nevertheless, you know, people, uh, some people take on the messaging in the media and think, yeah, we need Britain for Britain. Like, fuck all these packies and, you know, polls and whatever. And just like, dude, where, 
you're just making yourself look like an asshole, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> that is a sort of asshole position to take. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it, it really brings out the racists. I've noticed that. It's kind of weird, though, because a friend of ours, she's like a um, personal shopper in a department store. And um, she she's from Hong Kong. But she just had, they didn't renew her work visa. And they told her it was because of Brexit. I don't know what that means. But it means she's got to go back to Hong Kong now when her visa runs out. Oh, really? But then another friend of mine from Toronto, him and his wife have just moved to England, and he got a five-year work visa. So, uh... But he's Canadian. Yeah, him and his wife. But then his wife works in the city, so she's a banker. So I don't know if they get different treatment or... But that doesn't oh, right. make yeah. it doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, I can understand them wanting different people. I guess they figure someone who works in a store, well, that's a job that can be done by someone who's English already. But I don't know. It's just, there isn't obviously a fixed weird one, isn't it? I don't know how they work these things out. Yeah, well, there's obviously a vetting system then, isn't there? Oh, God, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think they're just taking it more seriously these days. Yeah, it's still the thing that's restrictive and that's boring. But it makes sense. I mean, you can't just have tens of thousands of people from all over Europe just coming into England with no plan, just seeing what happens. I mean... I know technically you can do that in Europe, but and England's obviously the richest country, so it's the best one to aim for. But it's always been it's always been difficult. Always been difficult. And getting citizenship, you know, takes ages, years and years and years. But you don't need it, do you, under EU law? That was the whole point. And no, no, if you're moving from well, you know, the same for me. I've still got you know uh, all that time. I remember at one point. They sent me a letter saying, you know, have you got your 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 visa sort of thing that you know your working permit, living permit thing? And I said, I called them up. I said, you still need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought we were Europe. Yeah, yeah, you still need one. You come down and get one, please. Yeah, right. So I went down, you know. And so even then, when they made it, eventually they made it limitless. No, no, it's like oh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's forever. But I'm still not a citizen. Mm-hmm. So I'm still a British subject. I've got a British passport. Well, yeah, I mean, just the idea of the European Union is kind of a myth because every country has different rules for other, you know, people from other countries as to what they can do and for how long. And Yeah, exactly. So, like, I can't work in Spain <laughs> because right. I haven't got Spanish. Well, I haven't got Spanish bank account. So uh-huh. I couldn't yeah. get a job somewhere because they would only pay into a Spanish bank account. Plus, I haven't got Spanish ID to sign up to get a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, what does the union really mean for people on the ground who actually, you know, yeah. wage jobs? And and yeah. not much. It means you can cross a border without Yeah, it means you can hassle, cross the border. That's and it. that's about it on a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same, like, yeah. if, I, if I have to go to hospital, it's like, I'm not a Spanish citizen, I haven't got Spanish ID, so I would be treated as a private foreign 
patient you know what i mean oh, yeah. <laughs> here the trick is of course to do anything the first thing you have to do is you have to register so yeah, there's no you... way i'm doing that i mean that's what they want you to do here is to... yeah, i could well, register i could register i could go and get fill out the forms that say oh i live here now that you say you're yeah. living where you're living yeah yeah, but Basically, you yeah. <laughs> once you yeah, once you've registered, you get an account. Yeah, then you're in the system, and then, and then you're in the system, like, and then you can, and then you can work there because you got an account. Yeah, but that you know, so if you you know you don't need it, but if you do, that's what you have to do. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Once you you know, even if you only get three months, you can you have to register. Once you've registered, you can get an account. Once you've got an account, you can start working. I don't want a Spanish bank account in Spain. The they're allowed to dip into your bank account. Like, say you um, got fined for something, like whatever it was, you know, speeding fine or public disorder fine or something. If you don't pay it by the allotted time, they can take it out of your bank account. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, it's the same Same here. Nobody's got the, the power of the finance yeah. out. Same if you like owe taxes or anything like that. Yeah, they just it's take like, the whole account. They don't bother taking it out of the account. They take the whole account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. But you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend. He's an artist, and and he was the first one who developed, um, you know, those bouncy castles. Yeah. Way back in the sixties, but for him it was called Plumanie, and it was anarchy in an open public space, and he, he didn't just have sort of blown up mats that were the sort of the base. Oh, he had like the magic. tunnels and things. Yeah, that's it. He had the yeah. tunnels. Klaus Gerling, Klaus von Illuster, he called himself later. The tunnels going across the, uh, in, in Hamburg, he had it going across the lake there. And um, and he'd roll big, massive balls down streets and, you know, <laughs> leaving sort of damage behind them. And, yeah, uh, when I was a kid in the 70s, we used to go to the drill hall in London. And on Sundays, it would be full of those inflatable tunnels and yeah he worked parents for the, would just worked drop for the, you off there for the day and just yeah he worked for the glc yeah he, he had okay. his time in london in the GLC. probably the same guy sent his daughter to summerhill you know foreigners oh, right. oh no with the bank accounts right so so the thing was this the, these things started taking off and then all these 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 uh, diaconies they call around here and school institutes and places they started ordering these these blown up mats those are the ones they liked and for the, they never had walls on them or anything. He thought it was, no, it was about anarchy. It's about, you, you know, you've got to, humans have to deal with this object themselves. And they're usually fine. He, he trusted that everybody would be fine. And occasionally someone fell off, you know, but for most of the time it was fine. Uh, and anyway, the diet, they all started buying these bouncy castles and things, you know, and he started selling them. And if you're an artist in Germany, you take 7% fat. And if you're not an artist, you have to take... 19 percent. i think at that time it was 15 but you know mm -hmm. and then the, and then he kept he was selling loads of these and then it was going really well and then and then after 10 years or something the the finance amp came along and said no no this isn't art this is business <laughs> it's not art it's not art it's business <laughs> yeah right and and then and he said no it isn't and uh, he wanted to kind of take it to court but in the meantime they just took his account and bang everything that sounds about right Government's cool like that. Hey, you come up with an idea, monetize it, 
when it gets to a certain level, we'll have it. <laughs> and so, in, Thank in you very much. Sense, he was clever because some of it he spent on a ruin in Lanzarote, which is, you know, where he kind of hangs out most of the time. Now. Yeah. He's got a squatted flat in. <laughs> He's got a flat in, in Dusseldorf. But uh, so, you know, very low key. Uh, but he's lived off grids pretty much since then, you know. Ah, uh, living off the grid. Yeah, so living the dream. Bank accounts, you know, if he gets money, then he's let's go in the bank, you know, someone's bank account, and then they give him the money. He used to do it like that. Yep. But it is still possible. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's an old man. Fiat, mate. You know, Fiat happy, currency. You know? That's what it's all about. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Cash rules everything. Cash and Rolexes. Oh, right then. I think right we've then. hit the edge. Hit the wall. We've hit yeah. the wall. Yeah, see, that's what politics does. It just once you start talking politics, it's it's all over. <laughs> Any closing words of wisdom? Any prayers? Anyone we need to thank from Patreon? I'd like to thank my handler for allowing me to speak occasionally. He's a mean motherfucker. I would also like to thank my sponsors. Yes. Oil. Big oil, I'd like to thank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big they, sugar. Well, I think big oil gets a hard time in the media. I just. Yeah, we'll, I think people should ease off. We'll, we'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll miss it. Yeah, we like we miss coal, man. <laughs> I do coal, miss coal, actually. I used to like having a coal fire. Open fire. Yeah, and and now in, I mean in England, a fireplace is like oh, we've got a real fireplace. Or in Germany, it is as well. You have a fireplace or an, even an oven. It's kind of. I got fireplace, but I have to burn wood. Tonight's show has been sponsored by wood and fire. Exactly. <laughs> The new wood order. <laughs> Keeping it the, simple. And the fire of mines. Who's afraid of the new world order? Only the reds, the little reds, riding hoods, the red scare. Mm-hmm.